Thanks for listening to the Home Fix Show podcast brought to you by Heating Equipment Company. All makes and models of residential and commercial furnaces and air conditioners can be serviced or installed by Heating Equipment Company, a Lennox premier dealer. 208-459-2212. This is a podcast of the Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. Hey, it's Saturday morning. That means it's time for the Home Fix Show right here on News Talk KBOI. Thanks for waking up with us this morning as we talk about living in our homes and the re- the repairs that we have to make, the improvements, the fixes, maybe some things we just want to do to change things up a little bit. Well, that's what I'm here for, to help you with materials and sequencing and how to do things and maybe the best way out of two choices to perhaps do something and all the questions that pop up, whether you're starting a project in the middle of it or trying to finish something up, perhaps, just perhaps, maybe, not always, but maybe, I could help you out today. 208-336-3700 is the number into the studio here. 208-336-3700. You could also send an email to joe at joeprin.com, P-R-I-N, joe at joeprin.com. I can check during the breaks on those and answer those questions also. But it's more fun talking with you, so uh, let's let's try to do that first. 208-336-3700. And for those of you joining us at a time when the show is not live on Saturday morning, thank you for being there and ask any questions that you would have uh, via that email address also. Uh, a little bit of a programming change here for you. Uh, Today we were supposed to have Matt Bauscher in studio with us and Matt cannot make it today. Um, He had to cancel and uh, he will be joining us on the 31st with Terry Hefner. So we'll have both of those people who are very much your go-to individuals for real estate and uh, financing and refinancing and home equity and buying new properties and selling properties and so we'll have them both here. And in fact, I, I think that's one of those one plus one equals three things. So this will be a, a very good program on the 31st. So I'm looking forward to that. But if you're tuning in to hear Matt with us at eight o'clock, uh, that's not happening today. Uh, Sarah will be here from Second Chance at 9 a.m. And I need to tell you, you need to be listening. It's going to be a very special segment with Tara, uh, with, with Tara, with Sarah today. <laughs> so uh, you, you, will, you will not want to miss that at, uh, at nine o'clock. So um, make sure you're at your radio at nine o'clock to uh, hear what Sarah has to tell us about. Um, pretty exciting and also a little sad too for, for me. Um, anyway, uh, we'll uh, talk with her at nine o'clock and find out what that's all about. Uh, podcasts of the show are available at kboi.com, brought to you by our friends at Heating Equipment Company. As you can imagine, they're probably quite busy right now, so hopefully hopefully your AC is working after several weeks of this intense heat that we've had and uh, several weeks coming up. Um, had a friend of mine uh, say, you know, hey, Joe, I need somebody to come take care of my air conditioner. It's just not running right and uh, making all kinds of bad noises and stuff. And, um, I said, uh, anything I can do, you know, cause they, none of these guys can get out here for another week or so. I said, did you check your furnace filter? I mean, we, we, we say that all the time and people dismiss that and they checked it and, uh, 
No, that's exactly what it was. This thing was just blocked with dirt and fuzz and all kinds of other stuff. They can't even remember the last time they changed their filter, switched that out and turned everything back on, and it's uh, it's running absolutely fine. So uh, that's all it was. Air can't come through the system if it can't get past the filter and everything works harder and kept shutting down with its safeties and all that. Luckily, they didn't burn anything up, but uh, that's all it was. So, uh, yeah, and folks at Heating Equipment will tell you that also. So if you're thinking that some things aren't working right with your air conditioning this weekend, go go check that filter right now. Just go check that and make sure that it's, it's, uh, it's clean and ready to go. Hopefully, you've got another one right there you can swap it out with. Uh, let's see what else we got going on here. That's about it. Uh, thanks to our hosts, uh, last week at wild West eatery and cantina in downtown Eagle for hosting us as we broadcasted the show from there. Uh, that was fun seeing Eagle fun days, uh, get set up and, uh, organized and getting rolling in the morning. I guess the, the day for the folks at wild West was, uh, one of the busy, well, it was the busiest that they ever had. I mean, they set all kinds of new records, but, uh, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was, it was too busy. It, it was too busy. There was just playing too many people and, uh, you know, the customers, their patience was getting tested on how long it took to, you know, get orders out and that. I even heard that they ran out of ice there, there, this 250 pound bin, uh, commercial, you know, automatic ice machine by the end of the day, it couldn't keep up. They, you know, they, they ran out of ice and people were saying, well, can't you just go get some? Yes, I could hop in my car and probably go get some, but then who's going to take care of you? So <laughs> would you rather have some water without ice or do you want me to just ignore you and go get ice? So anyway, they had a, they had a, they had a tough day. They had a tough day and, um, uh, some people were being pretty nasty about it, but, uh, I appreciate those who understand what a lot of these uh, these folks are trying to uh, go through, trying to serve us when we go out for meals now between uh, lack of staff and sometimes, uh, you know, there's still a few supply issues on certain products and uh, there was just no way they could in- anticipate this. They just started running out of things at, at Wild West. They're supposed to close up at two o'clock, Brian said, that because uh, at two o'clock they usually shut down for the breakfast and lunch service. And that gives him a couple hours to get ready for Italian night. And he said, couldn't do it. He said, even at three o'clock, he said, I still had like six, eight uh, tickets in front of me that I had to cook for. So yes, very busy day. So thanks to all who turned out for that uh, down there. It sounds like it uh, all came off pretty good and um, people had a great time at uh, Eagle Fun Day. So uh, thanks for everybody who put a lot of work into that one. All right, uh, let's get right to a question that I received about, um, uh, let me find it here. We were talking about uh, the door hinge poofs again. I got this, uh, uh, somebody moved into a a new home and they said, there seems to be this oily, greasy black stuff on my door jams, uh, you know, on the hinge side of the door jams. What is that? Did they spray some? lubricant or something on there and uh, no it's it's actually the the opposite of that it's the metal that's being ground down into this micro fine powder every time that door is open and closed and uh, in my conversation written wise on the email to this I said if you go around your home and look at the doors that 
rarely ever get opened or closed, you'll notice that there isn't this there. That's not as, as prevalent there. Whereas the ones that you're going through multiple times every day, that's where it gets the worst. Um, this is still going on, and I and I don't really think it it should you know it shouldn't be. Um, if you are building a new home, or if you have a house where this is going on, you can make a very simple correction to this. Uh, as, as door shops take door slabs and bore and dap them, that's drill the holes and cut out for the hinges and hang it on a on a frame, a pre-hung door for new construction or for remodeling. Uh, the door builder just reaches into this box of hinges that they have there for whichever finish size or finish and size that they want to have. You know, that could be brass or bronze or oil rub bronze or brushed nickel or chrome or whatever uh, the, the choice is for the, the finish of the metal. And they screw those onto the door and onto the frame and off you go. Well, the base material for these hinges is just plain old steel. They've been plated. They're not solid brass hinges. They're not solid chrome or something. That, that's been plated onto those hinges. And there is no lubricant that is put on those at the factory. They are dry metal on metal because they don't want that lubricant getting onto the wood of the doors or the jams for the, uh, the, the finishing process of staining it or painting it or something. Um, the door hanger or you will then install that, uh, that door on the house or the contractor you have. And then a few months later, you're going to notice these little black or kind of a grayish poof of dust over there on your woodwork or on the edge of the door right around, right around the hinge. And that's those grindings that are ejected off every time that door is opened and closed. It's just a little bit of grinding because the, the weight of the door is being held up by the top surface of the hinges and the weight of the door is being pushed down onto the bottom surface of the hinges that are screwed to the door. So those two are just rubbing on each other. Um, so that's why when you lubricate a hinge, it quits squeaking because that, uh, that, that joint has something for that to slide on. Um, this metal can stain the paint finish a little bit, or it can make kind of this greasy type of smear when you try to paint over it or wipe it off. It, like I say, it's just very fine metal, but it is so fine that it can get into the, uh, the porosity, the pores of the, the paint that's there. So you could avoid all of this uh, completely if when you ordered your doors or your builder asked the, the door shop when they ordered the doors, if they would have asked for ball bearing hinges. Oh, you have a choice? Well, yes, you do. Uh, and uh, you would then be told that it's going to cost you some extra. <laughs> well, how much? Well, maybe up to $20 a door. And that's why a lot of builders don't do that as standard practice right from the beginning. Because if you go through a house and add up, you know, 15 doors or more times $20, that, uh, that, that adds up a little bit. And that's all just bottom line profit because you can't really charge more for the, the doors in the house. People don't see that. They don't see the value in that when they're buying new houses. They don't say, well, do your doors have ball bearing hinges? You know, no. Um, could you use that as a selling point? Yeah, you probably could, but it's not going to gain you anything financially. So uh, they, they just don't do that. But that is an option that you can specify when you purchase your doors. So cleaning the metal filings, that, that poof off the trim, 
It's probably best done with just a grease-cutting dish soap of some sort. Just scrub it down with soap and water. Uh, you could even use a little bit of paint thinner before you try to, and then let that dry after you wipe it off before you try to repaint. So you could replace all these hinges yourself. That's very simple to do just by buying new ball-bearing hinges rather than the stock you know, folded metal and pin hinges that you probably have on there and just trade the hinges out one by one. It's it's not that hard if you get the same hinge size and the uh, the whole pattern as what you have now. That's a pretty standard thing. Uh, most common are hinges that are three and a half inches and four inches tall, and they'll have either a quarter inch radius on the corners of the hinges or a five eighths inch radius. Most all of the modern hinges are that way because they realize that they're going to be factory cut with some type of a, a router uh, to cut out the uh, the pockets in the door edge and in the jams for, to accept these hinges. So you just want to make sure you get the ones with the proper radius on it. Uh, just take off one of your old ones with you when you go to the store and you get your hinges. Most lumber yards and door shops have those types of hinges in stock at all times. Um, they'll be a lot cheaper buying them there than getting them in two packs or even one at a time off the, uh, the peg hooks at a hardware store or ordering them in that way. Uh, big advantage is that the ball bearing hinges never, ever need lubrication uh, through normal use in, in your lifetime and mine and anybody's, and they will never, ever leave a stain on your trim or down on the floor as, as all that uh, metal floats down and lands on the carpeting or something down there. So, all right, I hope that helped you out a little bit with that question. Yes, that's, that's what that black stuff is. I think for some reason they were thinking it was air that was passing through the door somehow and uh, that was dirt and dust that like coming out of a hole in a furnace vent or something but no that's not what it is we'll be back with more of the home fix show after this what are you working on anything i can help you with or maybe you discovered something really fun and exciting when you were working on a project this week and want to share it with some other listeners so you can do that too 208 336 3700 is your direct line into the studio this morning, 208 336 3700. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Call the Masters, call a master plumbing, the masters of the trade. This country has been through tough times, just like last year, and like always, our resiliency showed that once again, we can be victorious when we work together. During the month of July, we not only celebrate our country's 245th birthday, but for the first time in two years, we can gather with friends and family and enjoy summer the way we want to. It's also a time to remember the brave men and women who fought for this country, putting their lives on the line so that we can enjoy the independence and freedoms we have today. On behalf of Master Plumbing, thank you. Call the masters, call on Master Plumbing, the masters of the trade. I talk about how equipment and components in our homes can get stressed to the point of failure because we forgot to do one simple thing. One of those items is maintaining our dryers. Ah, the clothes dryer, just sitting there till laundry day waiting. Then boom, we run at full speed. 
until it doesn't. Clogged dryer vents are not only a potential fire hazard, but the lint buildup in the vents makes your dryer work harder and can lead to expensive parts and repairs. The Dryer Vent Wizard cleans dryer vents. They come to your house. They clean the vent from beginning to end, fix broken or damaged hoses and clamps, and they even go inside the dryer and clean out in there. Clean dryer, happy dryer. Laundry day is a success once again. Call Mike at Dryer Vent Wizard. Here's a special Home Fix listener phone number, 208. 208- 340-1070. That's 208-340-1070 for Dryer Vent Wizard. Or schedule online at idadryerguy.com. You've been looking out the windows of your home for a while now. Ready for some new window coverings? Time to freshen up the look a bit? Budget Blinds can definitely provide some great ideas and stylish, affordable products. This just might be one of the most enjoyable projects you've ever taken on. Stop by the Boise or Nampa store, or Budget Blinds will bring their showroom to you. They'll bring their collection of blinds, shades, shutters, draperies to your house so you can see what these look like in your home, in your light, with your decor. There's a way to avoid traffic, right? And here's something else you'll appreciate. Budget Blinds adds an exclusive no-questions-asked warranty, which covers anything that could happen to the window covering, including damage from children and pets. Call today to set up an appointment at 208-375-1212 for Budget Blinds, or visit budgetblinds.com slash Boise to schedule online. That's 208-375-1212. 208-375-1212 for Budget Blinds. When you look around at the uh, the air quality right now, I think people are really starting to understand how important clean ductwork is to their health and to keep a home cleaner. After a new home is built, a good duct cleaning is essential to take out all the construction dust and debris. You can you can imagine that. Who knows what's gotten swept down into there? And even after a remodeling project, if you've ever had your house remodeled, you know that dust goes everywhere. Well, it's also inside your ductwork. So get a hold of System Clean Duct Cleaning. They have powerful trucks that pull an incredible amount of air through your ductwork. From the inside, scrubbing air snakes knock loose the dirt and send it on its merry way out to the truck. You combine that with individual vent and return cleaning and sanitization, and your ducts will be as clean as possible. Sound like something you need to get taken care of? Well, System Clean can help you out. They also clean and detail the interior of your furnace and button everything up nice and tight and secure. Call them at 208-884-3300 and schedule your appointment right now. System clean, 208-884-3300. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. Hey, welcome back to our program this morning. Uh, in the extreme heat that we have going on now, if you've noticed you need to, you know, go clean off your gutters or go, uh, you know, clean off the solar panels that are on top of your powered attic roof vents or something, uh, make sure you do that like right now. You want to stay off your roof when it uh, gets anything over about, you know, 80 degrees outside because those shingles will soften up and you could roll a lot of the little granules off of them and cause some premature wearing of your shingles. So uh, make sure you do that when the roof is cool. Um, I've also been told not to wash windows outside with your garden hose when they've been out in the sun. And that also includes 
includes uh, vehicles and cars. I've heard of people taking a very hot car and uh, washing it and having the, the, the windows break. But um, checking with uh, Jay down there at uh, Jay's Ultimate Hand Car Wash on Chinden in Boise, who uh, takes care of my vehicles, he said, no, that's that's not true. He said, that's that's one of those those urban legend myths that, uh, you know, you just got some water on your windshield and it just shattered. He said, and that may have been true with some of the old old glass, you know, years and years ago, but uh, pretty much, he said, you know, anything that's on the road today, that's not going to be an issue with your car. But uh, even the window manufacturers and that are saying, don't do not do that. Don't uh, just take and, you know, you, now that doesn't mean you can't take a damp rag and clean a window or, or gently do it. But I think what they're talking about is just all of a sudden, just fire hose blasting a very hot window with, you know, with cold water. Just don't do that. Uh, you could break the seals or the glass. Uh, it's also going to be too hot to do any outside painting. Uh, you know, any time that the temperatures get up there hot, the films of the paint will not form properly. Oh, sure, it'll dry very quick. I mean, it'll be dry, you know, eight inches after you drag the brush across it. You know, the, it'll be drying right behind you. But with the acrylic latex paints and the formulations that we have today, uh, there actually needs to be some time for that film to develop in the right way so that we get the longevity out of the paint. Uh, like I say, it's not that you can't paint, and it's not that the paint won't won't dry. It just won't cure properly, and uh, you may not get the life out of the paint that you would be expecting. The same thing for caulking and uh, other adhesives. Um, that you might be trying to use, they may actually dry too quick and not uh, perform that the way that they they should later on. So just be careful of that. If you're doing projects, working in the garage uh, today, doing you know painting or staining or gluing some things together and stuff, uh, let's get it done as early in the day as we possibly uh, possibly can. Let's go to Marlene in Boise who needs some help with a sprinkler system. Good morning, Marlene. Oh, good morning. Uh, this is Frank's wife, by the way. Well, good morning to you. <laughs> okay. I was wondering if you could recommend <laughs> a sprinkler system repair person. Well, I can do even better than that for you. Okay. All right. Uh, do you guys ever work on your computer? Do you email and do all that kind of stuff? Eric does. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, Frank does. All right. All right. Yeah, Frank. Yeah, right. Um, all right. <laughs> I want you to write this down. This is uh, my okay. website. This is joeprin.com. Okay, got it. Joeprin.com. So joeprin.com. Real easy to remember. Uh-huh. Uh, don't, ser- right. don't search me on Google. Don't do anything like that. Just go to joeprin.com. And okay. when, you, uh, when you open that up, you're going to find my trusted resource list. Okay. And on there, I've got all the people that uh, you're probably, well, maybe not all of them, but I got a lot of them that, uh, you mm-hmm. know, be able to help you out in life with different things. And uh, going down that list, you'll find a guy by the name of Dan Sisson, S-I-S-S-O-N. He's our sprinkler guy. He's a a great guy. I've known him for uh, quite a few years. I knew him when he was working for another company and uh, he wasn't getting full hours at that time. It's when the whole economy was a lot slower and that. And Mm -hmm. Um, so he was looking for some side work and, uh, so I put him to work on a couple of projects and he got busier and busier and, 
uh, broke away and formed his own company, and now he's like everybody else, having trouble keeping up with it all. So uh, okay. you, you need to be patient with him. But his number is uh, 208-571-6982. Okay. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's a one, wonderful guy. You'll love him. And uh, quite frankly, I don't think he charges enough. <laughs> he's, I, I keep okay. telling him, that's why you're too busy. You don't charge enough, so. He'll, he'll he'll love hearing from you, so have fun with him. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the information. You've given us a lot of good information. Well, thank you. But what's the matter with your sprinklers? What's going on? Oh, sometimes uh, the netifens will leak. You know, they break and they leak because of the squirrels. And, oh. <laughs> and then just uh, and then the, sometimes I get a leak in the regular uh, pipes. Okay. You know, after a while. So that's a reason why. And so Dan Sisson, S-Y-S-S-O-N. Okay, well, thank you, Frank. Uh, God, I'm calling you, Frank. Honestly, <laughs> Joe, uh, maybe I need another cup of coffee. See, okay. that, yeah, the, the, the key to a good lie is consistency. And that man of yours <gasps> has just developed such a web of deceit for all of us that we can't keep track of it. So, yeah. I know. I know. All right, Marlene, thanks for calling. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Hey, thanks for being with us here on News Talk KBOI on this Saturday morning. Uh, It's great to have you along for the Home Fix Show. We've got the news coming up here in just a little bit. And um I've got a couple more email questions that I received during the week and in conversation with people that I think will be kind of fun to share that. But uh, you're always number one who's listening at this moment, at this time where we can talk. So uh, get your questions ready. 208-336-3700. Just punch that in. And if you do that right now, we can get you up immediately when we come back after the news here on the Home Fix Show. I'm Joe Prin. You're listening to News Talk KBOI. If there's ever been a year that your roof has taken a beating, this is it. We've had it all, from below freezing to well over 100 degrees. If that roof is a flat or low-sloping roof, that adds even more stress of piled-up dirt and debris. So before the weather changes again, call Precision Single Ply to come inspect your flat or low-sloping roof. Their experienced technicians will look over every square inch for any problem areas that could be a potential leak. And in most cases, they can repair them right on the spot. Precision Single Ply has been taking care of commercial, agricultural, and residential flat and low-sloping roofs for many years and should be your first choice for annual inspections and repairs. Single Ply membrane roofs will last for many carefree years if the system is installed and maintained properly. If you need help with a low-sloping or flat roof, call Precision Single Ply, 208-939-9979. 208-939-9979. That's 208-939-9979. You've heard the term street presence, right? Well, this is how your house looks to those passing by, but it's also how it looks to you every time you return home. Ready for some repairs or updates? Maybe it's time to make your house look great again? Bots Exteriors is who you want to talk to. 
Bill Bott and his team have served our valley for many years. They are efficient and experienced in all types of siding and trim and can help you with a new look or repairs to what you already have. Think about all the components that make up your home's exteriors. There's stone and brickwork, steps and decks and railings, gutters, soffits and fascia, doors, windows and shutters. Bott's Exteriors works with all of these every day and they would love to serve you. Ready for a new look or to get some much-needed repairs taken care of? Give Bots Exteriors a call and ask them to visit your house for a quote. 208-870-4324. That's Bots Exteriors, 208-870-4324. This is a podcast of The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. Hey, good morning to you and welcome to News Talk KBOI and The Home Fix Show. I'm Joe Prin. Thank you for waking up with us. Thank you for being there, being part of the listening audience today. If you'd like to ask any questions of me about home repairs and construction and improvement and contractors and materials and all of that kind of stuff, that's what we do here each and every Saturday morning and have for well over 30 years. I think this is we're going to be starting, what, our 34th year or something in September? 208-336-3700 is how you can reach me, 208-336-3700, and we can talk. Uh, 1-800-529-KBOI also works. Um, yeah, love to hear from you this morning what you're working on. When do I need a building permit, Joe? I want to take on a couple projects at my house, and I'm hearing different things. Okay, yeah, yeah. When do you need a permit? Well, we'll go through a little more detail than maybe what you want, but uh, see if you hear in this if you need a building permit. Need or required? That could be two different questions right there. You need a building permit to build a one or two-story family dwelling. You need a building permit to finish an attic, a garage, or a basement to create more living space. So if you're going to convert, you need that permit. If you're going to build, demolish, or add a room, maybe add a garage, uh, you know, a shed, carport, or some other attached structure to your house, you need a permit. If you're going to demolish or move a detached garage or shed that is more than 200 square feet in area, you need a, you need a demolition permit for that. Uh, if you're going to move, remove, or add walls, ding, 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 ding. I think that's what caused that because last week on the program, we talked about removing a wall out of your house. Maybe you want to remove that wall between the kitchen and the living room and just make that, uh, you know, kitchening room, you know, or the, the lichen room or something. <laughs> and, uh, and you want to take that wall out. Well, they're saying that uh, just because there's enough maybe people that don't fully understand everything structurally, that uh, they want to have permits for that. Uh, if you want to build a retaining wall on your property that is measured four feet high or more from the bottom of the footing to the top of the wall or a two-foot retaining wall that has slope uh, that requires engineering, you need a permit for that. Uh, here's another one. If you want to build a deck that is more than 12 inches high, so that's from the walking surface down to the walking surface, 
if any part of that deck is more than 12 inches above, then you need a permit. Uh, or if you want to put up a fence that is anything taller than six feet high, you need a permit. You also need a permit to construct or add a patio cover to your home, a carport or a covered porch, or enclose them or any other attached roof area. Mm-hmm. So let's say you've got that uh, that covered patio where the roof of the home was engineered that way and built, and you've just got those couple of posts out there on the corners maybe holding this thing up, and you want to enclose that and make like a four-season room out of it. Well, that does require a permit also. Uh, if you want to place sidewalk slabs and driveways that are more than 24 inches above the nearby grade of the land or any story or uh, or over a, or taller than a basement area, you'll need to have a permit for that. And I think that's because they're going to require you to have some some handrails and proper steps. Uh, also, if you cut a new window or door opening, a new window or door opening, or widen or reduce the size of existing openings, they want a permit taken out on that. Well, you know, you could say, okay, I can understand the uh, the widening, uh, widening one. That, that was an email I got years ago on the show. You know, well, can I put a door where a window was and do I need a permit for that? And it's like like that line item says, it, you need a permit if it's a new window or door opening uh, or if you widen or reduce the size. But if you leave it the same width and uh, just make it to where you can uh, take out the bottom of the window down to the floor and put a door in that hole, uh, probably not for that. But I can understand why they want to know if you're reducing an existing opening because that could be in, let's say, a bedroom and then that window won't meet egress uh, requirements and stuff. So they're, they're just wanting to look that, that over. Um, structural framing is already in place when you uh, just, just take a window out and make it into the door. So uh, if anything, you're making the egress from that area uh, even bigger uh, rather than smaller. And uh, so this stuff is... Uh, you know, this is all from the uh, the city of Boise's websites, you know, about why I need a permit, where I need a permit, when I need a permit, and all of that. Uh, so the other thing that I would say is anybody listening outside of that area, which are thousands of you, um, I'd make sure you check with your own local municipality on what you need a, uh, what you do need a permit for and uh, what type of in- inspections would take place, by whom and when during the process. So just, uh, just ask the question of them. Uh, just at any time, just ask the question. Uh, let's go to Twin Falls and, or Twin Falls, I guess it depends where you put the accent, and speak with Jim. Good morning, Jim. How are you doing this morning? Doing well. Thanks for calling in. Hey, I got a couple questions. I'm building a, new, I'm building a house down in Twin Falls area and, uh, Oh, Jim, are you there? And then we're going to put a pellet stove in. Hey, Jim. So, Jim, can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, back up a little bit. You cut out there for a good portion. I think I missed something important. You there? Yeah. Uh, Jim, why don't you? Uh, we need to try another cell connection. We're uh, we're not uh, we're catching every other word I think of you. So uh, let's try that again. Uh, call back though, and we'll get you right on here. So again, from the city of Boise's website about, you know, not only what do you need a permit for, but why do you need a permit? Why, why do you need this? You know, nobody's going to tell me what to do. Well, yeah, they are. They are in this case. 
uh, when you get the proper permits for your construction work, uh, you're protecting your home and your family. Okay, yeah, I know, maybe you want to take that responsibility on yourself, but the city of Boise, anyway, wants to ensure that your home is structurally sound, uh, free of fire hazards, and safe to occupy. Um, often uh, I find that when things are brought up, people say, oh, I didn't, I didn't take that into account or I didn't realize that. So that's why they're doing this. They're not trying to make your, hard, your life harder or more difficult. Requiring permits provides a permanent work record also that's been performed on the house and the inspections that have been conducted on the project. That can come back to uh, actually help you out if you ever find yourself needing to sell your house. Can I do this work myself, though? Can I do the work myself? That's where things start to get a little bit interesting, and you may not want to hear what I'm about to tell you after we come back. I'm Joe Prin. You're listening to News Talk KBOI. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Woodcraft of Boise is home to just about everything the professional, the garage hobbyist, or the backyard woodworker could ever need or imagine. Just take a walk through the aisles at Woodcraft. You're going to see products and materials you never knew even existed. It's amazing. And why is it there? Because Woodcraft is all about woodworking, and that is a personal expression of your taste and abilities. If they bring you the latest tools and technologies, the best finishes and hardware, and all at a price that makes sense, you can make things better and have more fun doing it. Fantastic blades and bits, the tops and tools and accessories, and yes, it's all here in Boise where you can put your hands on it, in the Overland Park Shopping Center at Cole and Overland. Want to come to a class and learn from a pro? Yep, Woodcraft does that. Stop by the store for an upcoming schedule or visit woodcraftofboise.com. Woodcraft, helping you make wood work. The convenience and cleaning power of a central vacuum system is able to be added into existing homes. Coltrane Central Vac specializes in providing you with a quality, neat, and well-placed central vac system in your home. Most installations can be done in one day. Imagine adding a retractable hose that stores out of sight, but yet within easy reach anytime you need it. No more lugging heavy vacuum cleaners up and down stairs. With Coltrane Central Vac systems, just take the lightweight cleaning tools you need with you. The power and the hoses are built into your house. Check out culturevac.com to see their products in action, current specials, or to quickly order replacement bags, filters, or accessories. You know that a clean home is a healthy home, and Central Vacs have five times more power than portable vacuums. So change the way you clean. Start with a visit to Culture and Central Vac, 208-895-8900. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Culture and Central Vac, 208-895-8900. There's a good argument to be made that the roof is the most important single component of your house. It protects you and everything else inside. And face it, Idaho weather is tough on roofs. That's why if your roof has seen better days, or if one of our wind or hail storms have done some damage to your roof, call Craig Frame at CF Construction. Craig is the one you hear sitting in with Joe on the Home Fix Show talking about roofing. Craig has an amazing team of installers that have worked together for years and go about getting you taken care of fast and efficiently. Craig's project manager will work with you to select the perfect shingle style and color to fit your budget and the appearance of your home. 
CF Construction is a hardworking roofing company that wants to earn your satisfaction through the great work and prompt manner in which they get it done. Call CF Construction at 208-921-1445. That's 208-921-1445. I'm sorry. I know you told me to be ready, and I wasn't ready for you. I'm worried about finding website addresses. All right. uh, Let's talk about Nampa Appliance TV and mattress. Things are starting to roll in again in the store. Not not a lot, but they're getting better. A decent inventory is being built up, so you may actually have some choices now if you need a dishwasher, a refrigerator, a stove, microwave, maybe a freezer or cooktop. There's still some appliances and electronics that are a little bit tricky to find if you're looking for a specific model number or something, but uh, rest assured, it's a good thing you have Jackie and Lou there at Nampa Appliance TV and Mattress. These guys are in constant communication with their suppliers. I mean, literally daily, if not multiple times a day, uh, different warehouses and the purchasing channels that they have access to because they're part of the brand source network of independent appliance dealers across the country. They can react in minutes when they get information rather than taking days or weeks to get back to you. So if you've been waiting for something, perhaps you need to start with a visit or a phone call to Nampa Appliance TV and Mattress. Be sure to tell them you listen to the Home Fix Show, 278 Caldwell Boulevard in Nampa, or call Jackie at 208-465-0551. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Joe Prin. This is the Home Fix Show on News Talk KBOI. Can you do permitted work on your home yourself? Why, yes, you can. Homeowners may perform work on their primary residence without registering as a contractor with the state of Idaho. You can do that. Uh, Why would you need to register with the state of Idaho? Because often you can't get a permit unless you are a registered contractor. But you can do things yourself, like it says, on your own primary residence without having to register as a contractor. And you can still take out a permit because you are doing it for yourself. Uh, If you act as the subcontractor on your project, however, you must get a permit for the work and you must perform the work yourself. So perhaps you're having another contractor kind of work the whole project, but you're going to be doing part of it. Uh, Well, if your part of the work is independent and requires a permit on its own, then you can take out your permit for that also. Now, if you're not doing all of the work yourself, such as electrical or plumbing or uh, mechanical work, HVAC and stuff, the person performing the work must be a state of Idaho registered and or licensed contractor in that trade because there are certain trades that require licensure and uh, the rest of them are just registered. And as you can imagine, we will talk about more of that here in a minute, but let's go to Rick in Boise. Good morning, Rick. Yeah, good morning, Joe. Hi. I've got a kind of unique story here about uh, permits. Yeah. I went ahead and remodeled my um, my garage, turning it into a, you know, expansion on my living room. Okay, so that fell into that uh, category we were talking about, about uh, 
you know, uh, adding a room, a garage, or, or living area within, yeah, finishing space to create living space. Okay. Yeah, and I, so I did, I did make out a permit, and I figured, oh, I don't need a permit for this. I can handle that. I'm just, all I'm doing is filling in the garage door, make, you know, and, yeah. and then I just electrical, putting some electrical wires in. Well, I didn't realize that building inspector was about three doors, three houses down from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he see me, he see, I guess he's seeing me do the work, so we wind up <laughs> going ahead. <laughs> hey, uh, do you, have a, you don't see a permit up there. So I had to get a permit. Right. But the thing is, and so when I was doing the electrical, I had all the wires that were connecting into that electrical box for the next one. In your breaker and box, yep. Yeah. So I took, I can't get all that wires in there and the twist types, twi- the twisters and everything else. So I wind up doing a pigtail out and I twi- uh, uh, twist that in and stuck that one wire in. So the building inspector, when I had a permit, he came in, came in and looked and he laughed. He says, and I had every one of those outlets done the same way. Mm. He says, no, all that has to go in the box. Yeah. <laughs> Not hanging outside the box. That's what the box I said, I, I ain't going to get all that in there. He said, yeah, you will. Yeah, Don't you worry will. about it. You, get it. <laughs> you have to go and do it. So it kind of taught me the fact is that, yeah, you could do the work, but make sure you're doing it right. Yeah, exactly. The, the, there, There is... Just because you can doesn't mean that you can do things outside of the requirements. Um, yeah, you're you're exactly right, and and obviously they're doing that because they've they've learned enough over the years that you know there are just some things that are are life safety issues or or can you know create problems for people down the road. Um, anybody that's ever remodeled a house that's torn into something and yeah. th- they find something like you did and they go, what was this guy thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and it's kind of like, say it taught me a lesson like that there as far as, and, and the safety factor, that's why they do it. You do all this stuff because together and you think it's okay. No one right. says anything. And then something happens. Well, and that's, that's yeah. the thing, you know, I, 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 I know that we can't all be, you know, completely, versed and experts in everything um you know it's it's just not possible and uh so that's why these resources that are there they they can help you through that stuff too the other thing that i like about the permitting process too is once you get a permit um you you can use that building department person or the you know the in-office people almost like a consulting service you know so when you get them out there you can say hey here's what i need to do um, you know, what, what, what are my options here? What's the best way to attach this beam to this post or what's the best way to anchor this to this or to hook up these wires and, and you can get a lot of valuable information that, that, you know, end up saving you a, a lot of grief later on. The other one, well, I, I wanted to ask a question anyways, because of something that, you know, with the awning I had, um, company come out and did you know put up awning so i mean they didn't go ahead and pull a, pull a permit and i found out that if they if you don't go ahead and finish that permit and get it signed off that you can be responsible for any damages that that might cause because you didn't finish the permit is that correct Yes. Uh, well, according to this, and you're in Boise City, uh, that is one of the line items here. It says to construct or add a patio cover, a carport, or a porch, 
or any other item that is attached, you know, to the roof area of your house. But if you don't go ahead and get, don't go ahead and have the permit closed, and they did, they said they, uh, you can go ahead and get, uh, so if something happens, that money falls down 20 years down the road. Right, right. So did, did the, you. Did, was a permit taken out on this? Yes. Okay, so the permit was taking out. There was never a final inspection. No. Okay, so that's where you could uh, you could do that. You know, Monday morning you could make a phone call and pull up that permit and say, "What's the current status of this?" And if they say, "Well, we show it is still open," uh, or just time might have expired and it it just went you know dormant somehow, and you say, "Well, can I get uh, you know the inspector out here to do the final inspection?" Um, that's a very good point. You know, as a homeowner, it almost makes you want to not issue your your final payment until your contractor has passed inspection. Um, what if you? What if the it was put up ten years ago? Yeah. So obviously, the city's lost track of that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, um, they but told me. I think you could. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I think you could have it reinspected. And uh, you may actually have to, to pay a little bit for that, to have that, uh, you know, uh, turned back on again. But I think it would be in your best interest to have it inspected. Uh, one, to make okay. sure everything was done right, because if, 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 say, that did fall down and it crushed your car or something, you know, your insurance company might say, look, that wasn't, that never passed inspection, so we're not taking responsibility for an insurable asset there. That, that's on you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Well, a little, a little, little story there. I thought it'd be interesting. Yeah, no, that is. I'm glad you shared that, Rick. Thank you very much. Thank you for doing that. 208-336-3700. 208-336-3700 if you want to join us. So that uh, that website, um, Tara, do you have that where I wrote that down there? That uh, if you're trying to find out the information from uh, the, the city of Boise or the state of Idaho as far as permitting and all that stuff goes. There's There's been some rebuilding of the websites, and I had some difficulty. I kept getting a bunch of those pages not found when I went to some of my old links. But uh, DBS, the Department of Building Safety.Idaho.gov, is where the vast majority of this information is, dbs.idaho.gov. Um there's also a link on there uh, to search for a uh, contractor on there. That link does not work uh, because uh, in a previous version of that that I saved, it says uh, uh, that, it, that it has moved also, but the information is still there. And uh, just so you know, contractors are required by law to register in the state of Idaho. I actually had a... Uh, a previous version of this saved and I had it printed out just for kind of looking at it and chuckling at it. It said that contractors are licensed by the state of Idaho. And we know that that's not true. The only thing that currently is a required licensed trade. Uh, let me grab that list right here off of my screenshots. Cause I want to make sure I get it absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, electrical, electrical contractors are licensed. HVAC, that's uh, heating, ventilation, and air conditioning, uh, that is a licensed trade. Manufactured housing, uh, that has to be 
licensed if they're building manufactured housing. I guess that makes sense because, you know, stuff's being pulled down the road and, and assembled like that in a complete structure. Uh, plumbers are licensed and also public works contractors have to be licensed. So there is some procedures that those folks have to go through to actually get a license. Everybody else is just registered. Uh, and I think that that's very important to know. It's, it's such a mess and uh, no wonder people and contractors are confused about that. Registration is just that. <laughs> I think the, the easiest way to think about this, I think, is, is uh, registration is just entering information into a database. It is nothing that proves a person's ability to perform. Uh, it, it does nothing to measure their proficiency within a specific trade. Um, and I had this said to me, and I'm, I'm trying to think maybe what's wrong with this analogy, but I think it's pretty good. They said, your car is registered. So if you're a contractor that's registered, yes, you are registering your business as a contracting company or trade supplier or trade professional or something. Uh, so your car is registered, but to drive it, you have to have a license. You have to have a driver's license. So again, a contractor may have their business registered, but that does not mean that they have a license in that trade. So anyone who says they are licensed, and in this case is not an electrician, an HVAC, or is in manufactured housing, plumb plumbing, or a public works contractor, then they are, they are not licensed. And that brings up that whole thing. You know, are they, <coughs> excuse me, are they just ignorant to what they are? Or are they purposefully trying to defraud somebody? I think, uh, I think we've learned that l words are so very important. Um, I actually had that conversation online with somebody this week, and they said, you know, Joe, why, why does it matter whether, you know, we say we're licensed or registered? It's the same thing. No, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I, I think there's a very big difference there, especially to anybody who is coming from or has operated in maybe another state where licensure was required for certain trades, you know, yes, landscapers in some states are, are, they are required to be licensed because they want to make sure that you're not doing something wrong with the landscaping or something. And uh, so, but you come here and no, that's not the, not true. So when you see two contractors maybe advertising their services or quoting a project and one says they're licensed and one says they're not, you know that that's probably not correct. And there's a whole lot of confusion that's caused that because the way you get registered is through the Idaho Department of Occupational Licenses. And so people say, well, I went down there, I paid my money, I got my license. No, you got registered. There's a very big difference. And uh, sometimes that term is used to enhance kind of padding the resume, if you would, I think. So uh, if you see a painting contractor that says they're licensed, no, they're not. If you see a drywaller, no, they're not. If you see a uh, landscaper, no, they're not. If you see a gutter company or a roofer that says they're licensed, no, they're not. Now, they may be licensed in something. Maybe they have a driver's license and they're saying, well, yeah, I'm a licensed contractor. Well, you have a driver's license. Okay, maybe fine, but that's, that's not what it is. So is it being used to enhance their image inappropriately? And I've tried to I've tried to talk this through with the newspapers. I've tried to talk this through with several television stations. I've tried to talk it through with our legislatures. 
uh, legislators, and they just don't want to hear it. They just don't care. They say it's not a problem. That's what the civil courts are for. So, okay. So uh, next time you say, this guy should have his license taken away. Well, you can't take away something they don't have. Yeah, I'm sorry. Had to keep talking about that, didn't I? All right, we'll be back. More of the Home Fix Show after this. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Lawn care season is underway, and if you could use a little help making things look as good as it can be, call Pestcom. At Pestcom, trained professionals will stop by on a planned schedule and give your lawn the nutrients and preventative maintenance it needs. Not too much, not too little, and right on time. And get this, you don't have to have bags of fertilizer or crusty old applicators stored in your garage or shed. Call Pestcom and have them stop by to prepare a package quote for you. Year-round bug and pest control is available also. Regular pest control treatments break the breeding cycles and puts an end to infestations. Regular lawn care treatment builds a healthier turf and requires less water. And a healthy turf will handle heat stress and foot traffic better. So invite some friends over and show off your beautiful lawn. Call Pestcom and get started right now. 208-495-5636. 208-495-5636 for Pestcom or learn more at Pestcom.com. 208-459-5636. Have you heard of a pre-inspection? This is where your home inspector comes in and goes over everything in your home before you get ready to sell it. This way you can address items that you feel are important on your schedule before they're discovered by someone else. Randy Funk Home Inspections can perform this honest, comprehensive, and professional inspection for you. Randy's years of experience are trusted by Idaho's top real estate agents, and you should trust Randy too. The report you'll get will then be presented to buyers to help speed up the transaction and to eliminate questions. If you're purchasing a home and would like to have it inspected, Randy can respond quickly and accurately with a menu of inspection options to get you the information you need. Visit HomeInspectorBoise.com or call 208-914-5793 for Randy Funk Home Inspections. That's HomeInspectorBoise.com or 208-914-5793. This is why. This is why you invested in quality John Deere equipment for your home, your business, your farm, and your landscape company. Parts, service, and support. Isn't it frustrating when you try to find a service center or dealership to take care of your equipment and there's nothing local? Hey, all you want to do is get back to work. Again, this is why you bought John Deere. Sure, it's great equipment built for the long haul, but from time to time it needs to be worked on. With over 80 years of experience supporting John Deere customers with quality parts and service, Campbell Tractor will make sure you get the job done. Their technicians know John Deere inside and out. You took the time to purchase the very best. Now let's get it serviced by the best. Visit CampbellTractor.com today or stop by 2014 North Franklin Boulevard in Nampa. Stores also in Homedale, Fruitland, Glens Ferry, Wendell, Ontario, and Burns. Now that you have that woodworking shop all set up and ready to go for spring, let's talk about some great projects to keep you busy. And you know who can help? High Desert Hardwood. How about building a new picnic table or some custom patio furniture? Perhaps you need a new trellis for a honeysuckle or a clematis. 
High Desert Hardwood lets you select through the offerings of a huge list of quality hardwoods that will have your project looking good and lasting a very long time. Custom-built cutting boards for your new outdoor kitchen, or maybe some swings and toys for the kids in the backyard. Think High Desert Hardwood in Eagle when you need to pick up some lumber. If you want to check it all out before you hop in the truck, take a look at HighDesertHardwood.com to review the current stock list. High Desert Hardwood is open Monday through Saturday, 1758 East State Street on the east end of Eagle. Or call them at 208 939 9366. That's 208-939-9366 for High Desert Hardwood. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. All right, we've got Jim back on the line from Twin Falls. Let's immediately go there. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. How are you this morning? Well, I'm doing good. Uh, hopefully our connection is better now. Yeah. Um, I'm building a house, and there's no gas line. And so we're debating on our H- we're going to put a pellet stove in, and then we're debating on eight on electric or propane. What's your opinion on that? And then solar panels also. Uh, very good question. Sounds like my house. Um <laughs> Let's uh, forget the uh, propane thing entirely. I've had several people that have analyzed that for their properties, and they have found that the cost of the propane is going to be so much on an annual basis that it's, it's, it's staggering. Um, really? It, it's just not, it just wasn't feasible. It was just way expensive to do that. Um, that's why, you know, natural gas is always the choice if you're going to use gas. But, uh, so let, let's set that one aside. I w I wouldn't do that. Um, so you're going to be faced with electricity. So this is an interesting discussion that opens up because 99 out of a hundred people, when you talk to them about solar are picturing those roofs with all those panels up there, right? That's, that's like, if you talked about, (laughs) the Bible and you only knew the old Testament, there's a whole nother book there. There's that new Testament. Well, there's a whole nother kind of solar technology besides photovoltaic panels. And that's solar thermal, solar thermal. And, um, I just had this discussion with somebody the other day. It was great. Um, imagine if you will, a, a rack an array, a, a, an assembly of what looks like glass test tubes that are like, five feet long, and they're about, uh, you know, two and a half inches round. And, and picture like 20 of those in this rack. Inside those glass test tubes is another one that's smaller, uh, kind of that shape, and it's a vacuum between the two of them. And then inside the smallest one, there's a copper rod. And up at the top of this rack, all of those copper rods are connected to this manifold, which has water flowing through it. And so the sun gets onto those tubes, those solar thermal vacuum tubes, and it gets very, very hot inside of there, way hot inside. Now you can just come up and touch the outside of that glass and it's the same temperature that it is outside because there's a vacuum separating you that transmits no, no heat. It's, it's all going on inside because of the infrared that's coming through the glass. So what you can do is you can heat up a tremendous quantity of water 
with one of these racks up on your roof. So what do you do with that water? Well, if you're getting your hot water from solar thermal, then we don't have to have an electric water heater, do we? Yeah. But we need something yeah. to store it. So we're going to use the water heater as more of a backup system just in case. And if needed, its elements would kick on and heat our water. But for the vast majority of the year, that thing's just a thermos bottle. And there's a little tiny pump down on it. This is what I have at my house, a little tiny pump that when the tank temperature gets a certain amount below the roof temperature... The pump kicks on, and it just exchanges the water out. So if I take a shower in the morning, cool water comes back into my tank, and it says, oh, nope, time to heat this up. So it sends it up there to the roof panel, and the hot water comes down and fills my tank up again. So there's, there's a period of time at, at my home, and I've actually done it, where, and I do it, where sometimes towards the end of April, beginning of May, I can go over and just click off the circuit breaker to the water heater, and I don't turn it back on again until the end of September, beginning of October, when our days are getting shorter and I'm just not getting as much sunlight. So I guess what I'm getting at there is you, if, if, you can, if you can reduce your need for electricity in a different way, then we don't have to generate as much solar power. And it's much more efficient because solar thermal is efficient up in the 90% where photovoltaics only in like, you know, 18 or 20% or something. So then the other side of that is you say, well, what about heat? Well, okay, so you, you take that rack that's up there. Maybe you've got two of them. It depends on your house and your lifestyle and everything. But that hot water can also come down to your furnace, your electric furnace, your heat pump furnace. And inside the plenum of your furnace where the air is passing through, there's like a radiator. It's like a small car radiator, right? And it's got this hot water going through it. Very, very hot water. The air blows across that. And so then your electric heat doesn't have to generate as much heat. You don't consume electricity. You're blowing it across that, that hot coil, much like an air handler in a commercial building would do. So the other thing is, yeah. if you're going to do that, you also want to make sure your house is really insulated well when you build it. It's got high-quality doors and windows, very energy efficient, and you convert all or you build all your lighting to uh, LED so that you're not having to you know spend 60 watts in a room. You could be spending you know 17 watts in a room and still get the same quality of light. With today's lights, you can get all the color spectrum choices that you want and. Um, so if you, if you look at this as a combination between solar voltaic and solar thermal, uh, you'll find that it's much more affordable because everybody says, well, you can't get solar to pay back in Idaho. Well, that can be true in some cases if all you're doing is photovoltaic. But if you, if you engineer your home going into that, uh, you'll find that, yeah, you can get a good payback. What's, what's your opinion on, since, you got to be well insulated spray foam is that a better insulation yeah, yeah that's that's an interesting one yes um so everything in insulation is an r values right uh it's it's yeah. it's, it's a measured thing an r is an r is an r just like a btu is a btu um so with foam insulation you are able to get more r value in a smaller space 
So those places in a home where you can't fill up a cavity with, you know, a foot and a half or two feet of blowing insulation, like down towards the bottom of eaves or in certain corners or walls or certain architectural features, yeah, foam is fantastic because you can get a full R value in a much smaller space where otherwise it just becomes a compromise in a regular house with, with insulation. It's more expensive. It, it's more expensive, yeah. but yes, it's a better product and it does more. Okay, why don't we do this all the time? Because it's not required. We have to remember that building codes are a minimum standard and we can always go beyond that. Um, it, it's tough in Idaho because our, our power is so cheap. It is sometimes very, very hard to make the numbers work. But sometimes it's also just our mentality that, you know, I just don't want to consume all this stuff. This is a a resource and I just want to, you know, minimize that. I can, I can afford to do it and I'm patient. I'm going to be here a long time. I don't care if the payback is, you know, 14 years instead of eight years, you know, I don't care. I'm going to be here that long. Yeah. So the co- what's the cost difference in your, the heating system, your solar thermal, is that a lot more expensive? Not really. I like, think, uh, uh, so on, on my house, when I did it, uh, I've got a, you know, a seventies kind of box house, two story, uh, I got one rack up on there and we hooked it into the water heater. I don't have it in my heat yet. That's my next move. But, um, I think it was now this was before the tax credits and in federal, which was 30%. And then there's state credits that you can get over the course of, uh, I think it's four or five years. Uh, obviously you got to pay enough tax to have the credit deducted from it. But, um, yeah. I think I netted out, mine was about $600 out of pocket, but I had to spend like $4,500 to get that. Uh, all right. I'm going to look into that. So. Yeah. So the guy, the guy yeah. I'd like you to talk to about this, he's one of our sponsors on the show. I've known him for years. He put in my system. It's Carl at Renewable Energy Northwest. He'll design the absolute entire system for you. It's what he does. Does he work down in the Twin Falls area? Yep, all, all the time. You know all those dairies you got down there? Yeah. The vast majority of them have complete solar thermal systems on them. They really? go through a bunch of hot water. You want to know how expensive milk would be if they were having to use electricity? They're going with yeah. solar thermal in those dairies. And he all put right. it in. Well, he did that there. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to. Is he out of, is a, he out of Boise? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, okay. yeah, just uh, give a call here. Let me get you his phone number. I've got it right here. Just let me pull that up real quick. Uh, okay. I want to make sure I get the right one because here on my resource list, I've got a lot of cell phone numbers on there rather than their their business uh, line. So this, uh, yeah, you'll probably get them right on the phone right now if you call them. Yeah, it's 577-6537. So 208 577 6537. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't cost you anything to have them look at you and then recommend a system for you. All righty. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. Thanks. We'll be back after this final break of this hour. Sarah from Second Chance will be here at nine o'clock. You 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 don't want to miss this. This is gonna be a very special and very unique day here on the Home Fix Show. And uh, Sarah has got some very, very exciting news to uh, to share with us, and uh, I'm very happy for her, but I'm also somewhat sad also. You'll hear why when Sarah joins us right after the uh, 9 o'clock news, but uh, a little bit of time between then, 
You can get your call in to 208-336-3700 right now. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Renewable Energy Northwest built a home with a contractor, Northern Construction, in Sand Hollow, Idaho, with solar, thermal, radiant floor heat, and cooling. This 4,500-square-foot home, the total energy bill in August of 2020 was $80. In September, they got the solar PV up and running, and now the Idaho Power Bill will be $5.20 per month. Because the HVAC for the home is so efficient, along with the hot water, the solar PV needed was half the amount of a home this size would normally take. The homeowners were just telling Carl from Renewable Energy Northwest how comfortable the home is with warm, comfy floors and no air blowing around to dry out your skin. Renewable Energy Northwest installs four different types of radiant heat and cool. On slab, under subfloor, on top of subfloor, and warm board applications. They can also heat your pool in the summer with the same system. Please call for a free site assessment, 208-577-6537, or visit Renewable Energy N. WLLC.com. There's a good reason the state of Idaho requires electricians to be licensed. Electrical work needs to be done right by trained and tested professionals every time. Your safety and mine are counting on it. So when you need electrical work done, insist on a licensed electrician like Dave at Consumer Electric and Cable. Dave can help you install outdoor lighting, attic ventilation, additional lighting in your kitchen, even ceiling fans in your bedrooms or on your back patio. With new TVs and home electronics, cable and power outlets need to be in the right place to look good. No one likes cords all over the floors and walls. Call Dave. If you're remodeling, think about where things will need to be when you're done. David Consumer Electric and Cable will get everything professionally wired and inspected. Call Dave at Consumer Electric and Cable for your electrical needs. 208-939-8333. That's 208-939-8333 for Consumer Electric and Cable. It's painting season, and if you need a little help getting the job done, call the Painting Pro. Brian and his team are ready to help you to the finest exterior paint job your house has ever had. All the prep work, all the detail, all the attention to clean up and the proper materials all come shining through in a fresh new coat of paint from the Painting Pro. Styles change, and perhaps your home is ready for some new colors. The Painting Pro will work with you to help you choose the best-looking combinations for your house and your personal style. It's amazing what new paint can do for a house as well as for you and how you feel about it. Look around. Styles and colors are changing, and if you're ready, so is the Painting Pro. Let's get this done. Call 208-378-4825 or visit PaintingPro.net to learn about the best paint job your home could hope to have. 208-378-4825. That's 208-378-4825 or PaintingPro.net. Perhaps now more than ever, if you're looking to buy your next home, a visit with Terry Hefner and his team of mortgage professionals is critical. Market forces that used to change week to week are now changing hourly. You need information quick and it needs to be accurate. The Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage will work hard for you. Their goal is to create a positive loan experience and help you make the most informed decisions you can. Terry is a native Idahoan and has been assisting clients for over 30 years. The Hefner Group also helps first-time homebuyers achieve their dreams of home ownership. There's a lot of confusing information out there, so let Terry Hefner and his team of professionals help you with your mortgage. Call 208-599-8500 or visit terryhefner.com. 208 208- 
599-8500. Terry Hefner, NMLS 95796. Company, NMLS 3274. Guild Mortgage is an equal housing lender. This is a podcast of The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. Good morning to you and welcome to Saturday Morning and Live Talk Radio on News Talk KBOI. I'm your host, Joe Prin of the following show, which is called Home Fix, where we answer questions about living in your homes and repairing things and fixing things, building new houses, tearing down old houses, making old houses into new houses. Uh, Maybe you're going to be moving or you've just moved into a home and want to make it yours. And all those projects that you come up with, there's probably a few questions along the way. Maybe you're in the middle of it towards the end or just getting ready to start. Maybe I can help, but we have to talk. I, I can't guess what's in your head. Uh, so you have to grab your phone and punch in 208-336-3700, and we talk about it. Materials, contractors, sequencing, little tips and tricks, advice, it's all there, 208-336-3700. But as promised, joining me in studio, Sarah is here from Second Chance Building Materials, or not, What's going on, Sarah? You kind of surprised me. What's what's happening there? I got a little bit of news. After eight wonderful years uh, with SHIP and Second Chance, um, my time with the organization is coming to an end. Oh. Oh, it's pretty sad. It's happy sad. It is. Yeah, happy, it sad. is. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about your, your life move here. Um, so you've been there at the store involved in various levels for eight years. Has it really been that long? It has. It's kind of unbelievable. And actually my time with ship has been longer because 10 years ago, um, I actually started my journey with ship when I moved into one of the sober living houses. Yes. So, and, and that's, what's behind everything that, that ship does. Tell us a little bit about that. And then I want to know where you're going. Okay. Well, um, ship stands for supportive housing and innovative partnerships. Their big mission is to help people, um, get out of their addictions and their alcoholism by providing supportive housing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the number one important aspects to people um, being successful in recovery. Yeah, you're not just you know literally kicked out and having to fend for your own. And when you've got that support structure around you, um, you, you can get through that next step. Ship has always filled in a gap that seems to be missing. Absolutely. You know, between this program and, you know, you kind of almost use the wrong, it's not correct language, but real world, mm-hmm. there, there's that place in between, and that's what SHIP does. That, that is. Yeah. And, yeah, and our founder, um, a few years after, she, Melanie Curtis, Melanie, she, yes, yep, she, yes. she created SHIP, and a couple of years after she created SHIP, she realized that another key aspect to people being successful in recovery is the employment aspect. Right. And so that's when they created Second Chance Building Materials, not only as a way for um, building materials to um, be recycled and reused, but also as an employment uh, wing for people right. who are, you know, might most likely have some pretty rough employment history. Right. And somebody sees that on a job application, they go, no, 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 I'm not taking a chance on you. Well, how do you get that experience? How do you say, look, I've been working at a place for, you know, a couple of years now, I'm ready to move on and Mm -hmm. uh, move up through the program. So, so is that what you did? You, you left the, 
the housing component of that and started working at the store also? That's right. Yeah. And, you know, eight, eight years later. Put me to work. Put me yeah, to work. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, I had left the employment or I had left SHIP and then, um, a you know, the housing aspect of it. And mm-hmm. then a uh, position at the store opened up. And that's when I started there. What did that mean to you at that point in your life? You know, it was huge. It was huge for me because I had a pretty rough background, um, mm-hmm. you know, as a lot of people do when they're addicted to drugs and alcohol. And for an organization to give me an opportunity, um, eventually to hand me keys to the building, to trust me with running it, you know, it's, it's, it's just testament that no matter where you've come from, you can really turn things around and yeah. make it a positive and be a successful member and a contributing member to society. What's your, what's your daughter sitting there next to you think about all that? <laughs> well, you know, my daughter, you know, she's a, <laughs> she's seen the whole ride. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, unfortunately children of addicts and alcoholics suffer a lot. The whole family does. Right. Um, but now because of that foundation that I was able to, um, get from ship when yeah. I first, when I was first getting back on my feet, I'm able to be a present, um, mother for my children. And, um, that's a big deal for me. And, yeah. you know, she's. I'm just so proud of my kids. She's on she's on leave from the Navy right now. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Where are you serving? I'm actually going to Hawaii. Going to Hawaii? Yes. How'd you get that gig? Right? <laughs> That's like the dream Navy job, isn't it, right now? <laughs> it that, that means mom's got to visit Hawaii. I was yes. going to say, I think, <laughs> I think you need some, uh, some, some parental uh, visit checks there and... Oh, that's, that's good. That's good for you. So, yeah. So, I mean, there, there you went from, you know, being in the program to uh, running the stores. Um, who's taking over for you? Because I hope we'll still have somebody sitting in that chair with us once a month. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Weston is actually stepping into the role of store manager. Nice. He's been with the store for several years. He's worked every part of it. He's kind of stepping out. He's taken off his driver, donation driver hat and now learning oh, yeah. how to wear the manager hat. So He's got a great personality. He'll oh, do good with that. Yeah, I, he's great. He's, I was he, trying to picture Weston. I, you know, I, I didn't know his name, but I've interacted with him several times. He's going to do good down there. He's oh, gonna, I know. I have full faith in him. Yeah. He's going to do amazing. He's got a great personality. He is vested in the company. He, you know, believes in what we do and how important it is. Did you leave him a little letter in your desk? You know, kind of like when the presidency changes over, they leave that letter and, and give him some of that inside information, you know, the book of secrets. Did What did you tell Weston that he may not have known when he accepted the job? But you had to wait till he had it to tell him. You know, I... I, I I tried to share as much wisdom as I could with him. And I think one of my biggest one was, is, you know, personalities is you're going to meet all kinds of people and you're going to work with all kinds of different personalities. And you just have to kind of go with the flow and cut everyone a break and just be you. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Now I want to know where you're going because this is, this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually uh, have moved over to Franklin Building Supply. Yay. So I'm staying in kind of the general building materials yeah. the galaxy, but I'm working over at the design innovations part of Franklin Building Supply. Ah, it, the, the place where people can go with their builders to look over all the surfacing materials and the finishes and the decoratives and, and all the personality of a home. They 
you know, you don't go there to look at two by fours, but you might pick out tile or carpeting or flooring, lighting, flooring, yeah, fixtures, everything. Whole shebang. So, yep. yeah, Design Innovations was a sponsor on this program for many years until that that nasty three or four year period that occurred. Those were rough years. <laughs> uh, a few a few back, and uh, we lost them then, but they're they're back, and uh, and now probably. Just trying to keep their head above water, I can imagine. Oh, it's so busy. Yeah. Well, they are they are lucky to get you. Yeah. So I may have to come visit you and uh, see what the place looks like again. Well, that's exciting. It's exciting. That's really exciting. Yeah. Is are are you still at work or have you handed over the keys and it and we're done? I've handed over the keys and the cell phone and I'm just kind of you know. So uh, now you're Sarah from Franklin Building Supply or Design Innovations, not Sarah from Second Chance. That's right. That's gonna. I'm gonna have a, to get used to that one. <laughs> I've got to change my speed dial. <laughs> I've got to do it. Well, congratulations. Thanks, Joe. I'm really happy for you. Yeah. It's exciting. All right, and I'm sure we'll uh, we'll cross paths in the future, and and uh, I wish you the, the extreme success. Thank you, Joe. It's I, been I know, a pleasure. I know you'll have fun. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here for break. We'll be back right after this and talk about what's going on in your homes, things you're working on, and all that. In the meantime, if you do have some materials you need to take down to second chance, you can always talk to Weston now or any of the other fine people that are there. Uh, two stores. Uh, there's a sidewalk sale going on in Nampa right now. Yep, at our Nampa store, 204 Third Avenue South. Sidewalk sale with special pricing on stuff or you can drop things off at the Boise store at 15th and Grove. Sarah, thank you. We will be right back. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. You've heard the term street presence, right? Well, this is how your house looks to those passing by, but it's also how it looks to you every time you return home. Ready for some repairs or updates? Maybe it's time to make your house look great again? Bots Exteriors is who you want to talk to. Bill Bott and his team have served our valley for many years. They are efficient and experienced in all types of siding and trim and can help you with a new look or repairs to what you already have. Think about all the components that make up your home's exteriors. There's stone and brickwork, steps and decks and railings, gutters, soffits and fascia, doors, windows and shutters. Bott's Exteriors works with all of these every day and they would love to serve you. Ready for a new look or to get some much-needed repairs taken care of? Give Bots Exteriors a call and ask them to visit your house for a quote. 208-870-4324. That's Bots Exteriors, 208-870-4324. It's amazing to look at the variety of hardwood floors you could have in your house. What, you thought that oak and maple were the only choices? There's more of a selection of species, widths, textures, and finishes now than there ever has been. And Integrity Hardwood Floors can help you get it done. Their years of experience has taught them what works and what doesn't. Integrity Hardwood Floors is a bonus certified craftsman with specialty tools and factory knowledge of application techniques and cleaning methods. Known for their complete and total customer satisfaction, Integrity Hardwood Floors can help you select your new floor and install it for you. Schedule a visit virtually or in person with Carl at Integrity Hardwood Floors. Learn what your choices are and which floor will be right for your lifestyle and your budget. Call 208-724-9445. Online at IntegrityHardwoodFloor.com. 208-724-9445. 
Who doesn't want to be a bit more organized? Now, don't get too far ahead of me. I'm talking about in your garage. What a unique space we have there. Sporting goods, gardening supplies, kids' toys, bicycles, tools, and perhaps even a car or two. You want it to be as efficient as possible, but you also may need to change it later as your needs change. Storage Evolution has the solutions to getting organized that you've been looking for. Their designs allow for a better use of space for storage of small items to big things like that extra set of snow tires. And quality? Storage Evolutions is so confident that their shelving can take whatever your garage throws at it that they back it with a lifetime warranty. Don't forget your pantry, closet, mudroom, or laundry room because Storage Evolution is an organized living dealer and can help there too. Call Storage Evolution at 208 515 3575 or visit garagesolutionsboise.com. There's a good reason the state of Idaho requires electricians to be licensed. Electrical work needs to be done right by trained and tested professionals every time. Your safety and mine are counting on it. So when you need electrical work done, insist on a licensed electrician like Dave at Consumer Electric and Cable. Dave can help you install outdoor lighting, attic ventilation, additional lighting in your kitchen, even ceiling fans in your bedrooms or on your back patio. With new TVs and home electronics, cable and power outlets need to be in the right place to look good. No one likes cords all over the floors and walls. Call Dave. If you're remodeling, think about where things will need to be when you're done. David Consumer Electric and Cable will get everything professionally wired and inspected. Call Dave at Consumer Electric and Cable for your electrical needs. 208 239-8333. That's 208-939-8333 for Consumer Electric and Cable. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. Hey, welcome back to our program. The phone lines are open at 208 336-3700, and we can talk about your projects and things that you are working on for your home. Looking for a little uh, research information that I was uh, doing on a topic that we may or may not get to yet today, I came across this, and this would definitely fall into our department of uh, useless trivia, or maybe not so useless, but something interesting. And I read this and I just, Oh, okay. All right. Fun. You know, I always kind of like knowing where things come from. You know, somebody once told me that the threshold that's on your door, either, you know, the front door of your house, the threshold, what, where, where does that come from? Why, why that name in particular? And it was explained to me that, uh, decades, you know, centuries ago that when the homes had a dirt floor and, uh, to keep, you know, mud under control and dust, uh, straw or thresh or thrash or whatever was put down on the floor inside homes. Well, the doors were up off of ground level. It wasn't just a nice smooth transition there. You had to step over a threshold. So therefore, one was, uh, you know, carrying your bride over the threshold so that they she didn't have to, uh, you know, drag her dress across that. But also, it was there to hold back the thresh, the thrashings, uh, you know, to inside the house. So that's where that one came from. But anyway, this one that I ran across was the dog days of summer. 
We talk about we're in the dog days of summer. They officially span from July 3rd to August 11th. All right. It is a calendar event, the dog days of summer. Uh, it evokes those summer days that are, I'm reading this <clears throat> from this. Um, it, uh, this, this is from National Geographic. Uh, it evokes those summer days that are so devastatingly hot that even dogs would lie around on the asphalt panting, uh, but originally the phrase had nothing to do with dogs or even the lazy days of summer. Instead, the dog days refer, refer to Sirius, the brightest star in the constellation Canis Major, which means big dog in Latin and is said to represent one of Orion's hunting dogs. Okay. <laughs> to the Greek and Romans, the dog days occurred around the time Sirius supply appears to rise alongside the sun in late July in the northern hemisphere. They believe that the heat from the two stars combined is what made these days the hottest of the year, a period that could bring fever or even catastrophe. In 2021, that's right now, uh, these dog days are officially calendared July 3rd to August 11th. Uh, quote here, even if you go back as far as Homer in the Iliad, it's referring to Sirius as Orion's, Orion's dog rising. And it describes the star as being associated with war and disaster, says Jay Holberg, offer of Sirius, the brightest diamond in the night sky and senior research scientist at the University of Arizona Lunar and Planetary Laboratory. All throughout Greek and Roman literature, you found these things. The phrase dog days was translated from Latin to English about 500 years ago, and then since then it's taken on some new meetings, meanings. <clears throat> now people come up with other explanations for why they're called the dog days of summer. Uh, this is when dogs can go crazy, uh, says Anne Curzon, an English professor at the University of Michigan. This is a very human tendency, she said. We don't know the origin of a phrase. We come up with a plausible explanation. <laughs> wow, sounds like a lot of politics going on right now. Uh, this meaning has been lost, says Hallberg, but the phrase has lived on. So, did Greeks get it right? Are the dog days around when Sirius rises really the hottest days of the year? In a word, no. Although July and August are often the hottest months of the year in the Northern Hemisphere, the hottest period can vary from year to year. And depending on your latitude, the astronomical dog days can come at different times. In Athens, for instance, Sirius will rise around the middle of August this year, but further south, it will happen earlier in the year, and further north, it will happen later. There's another reason that the dog days don't correspond neatly with the heat. The stars in the Earth's sky night shift independently of our calendar seasons. Our Earth is like a spinning top, says Bradley Schaefer, a professor of physics and astronomy at Louisiana State University. If you toss it onto a table after it slows down, the pointing direction of the top will slowly go around in circles. Similarly to a top, the Earth's rotation is kind of wobbling around. <clears throat> The calendar is fixed according to certain events, but the stars have shifted according to the way the Earth wobbles. Uh, this means that the dog days of ancient Greece aren't the dog days of today. Ah, the good old dog days. I remember those well, right? Uh, it also means that several millennia from now, this astrological event won't even occur during the summer. 
In 26,000 years, so Tara, you'll be around for this. In 26,000 years, the dog days would completely have moved all around the sky, said Schaefer. Roughly 13,000 years from now, Sirius will be rising with the sun in midwinter. So there you go. So when somebody says, yeah, these are the dog days of summer, you can say, aha, I know where that came from. (laughs) I know where that came from. All right, let's take our uh, bottom of the hour break, and then we'll get back to the the real business of the Home Fix Show. We'll talk about some of my topics, but also would like to hear from you. What are you working on today? Anything I can help you out with? Any projects we can get through or take care of some sticky spots or questions that you might have about things you're contemplating doing or maybe stuck in the middle of? This is the Home Fix Show. I'm Joe Prin. The number to call in, 208-336-3700. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Billgard windows for your home are a great choice for remodeling or new construction. Serviced and installed locally by Viewpoint Windows and Doors, Idaho's most respected, largest window supplier, you can rest assured that if you need help, responsive professionals are ready to assist. And talk about an amazing warranty. Accidental glass breakage is included, even if you live on a golf course. Milgard windows are a leader in innovation and window technology. If you haven't taken a close look at what is new in windows lately, make an appointment and come into Viewpoint Windows on State Street in Boise. They would love to show you all that is available for your home. Enjoy looking out your windows once again, knowing you have quality Milgard windows and a quality installation from Viewpoint Windows and Doors working for you. Call 208-854-1877 or visit viewpointwindows.com. 208-854-1877 or visit viewpointwindows.com. There is the Zero Res way to clean carpets, and then there's the way that most others do it. Zero Res uses powered water, which does a better job breaking down dirt and grime to get carpets cleaner, all while not leaving behind a crunchy, sticky residue like detergent cleaners do. This means your carpets not only get cleaner, but they stay cleaner longer. Zero Res cleans upholstery, outdoor patio furniture, tile floors, wood floors, and more. They remove pet and food stains and can restore damaged areas. Zero Res also cleans area rugs and stair runners, and Zero Res is a certified master rug cleaner, having been trained to clean the most delicate of antique rugs and textiles. For professional service, respect of your home and your schedule, book your next appointment online at ZeroResBoise.com or call 208-383-1000. That's 208-383-1000 for ZeroRes. It's painting season, and if you need a little help getting the job done, call the Painting Pro. Brian and his team are ready to help you to the finest exterior paint job your house has ever had. All the prep work. All the detail, all the attention to clean up and the proper materials all come shining through in a fresh new coat of paint from The Painting Pro. Styles change and perhaps your home is ready for some new colors. The Painting Pro will work with you to help you choose the best looking combinations for your house and your personal style. It's amazing what new paint can do for a house as well as for you and how you feel about it. Look around, styles and colors are changing and if you're ready, so is The Painting Pro. Let's get this done. Call 208-378-4825 or visit paintingpro.net to learn about the best paint job your home could hope to have. 208-378-4825. That's 
800-458-4825 or paintingpro.net. Isn't it great knowing that when you need a realtor, you could have Idaho's number one realtor working for you? That's right. If you make a call to Matt Bauscher, you'll be treated with respect and professionalism no matter the size of your transaction. You've heard Matt here on the Home Fix Show with me. You've heard callers that have become his clients. Matt and his team are on top of what's happening in Idaho minute by minute, neighborhood by neighborhood. Choose quality and professionalism. Choose Matt Bauscher for your realtor. Visit BauscherRealEstate.com or call Matt at 208-631-3870. That's 208-631-3870. In accordance with fair housing laws, Matt Bauscher provides equal professional service without regard to the race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, favorite football team, or sexual orientation of any prospective client, customer, or the residents of any community. Ladies, if, um, someone in your home thinks they know what they're doing, better call Joe immediately. 208-336-3700. Call soon. Everything's under control. No problem here. This is the Home Fix Show with Joe Prin on News Talk KBOI. Right to our phone lines. Let's speak with Bob. Good morning, Bob. Hello, Joe. Hi. I live out in uh, rural Canyon County, and two decades ago, I did a bunch of stuff that you talked about this morning that needed permits. Yeah. Uh, Now, where where am I? Well, did you need those permits 20 years ago? Has anything changed? Um, I, have no, I, I have no idea. I never even researched it. I, th- I think your statute of limitations are probably up on that one. <laughs> T- tell, me okay. what you, tell me what you did. Well, there was a, it had an overhanging roof over a, a porch, which wasn't enclosed, so I enclosed it. <clears throat> Moved a door out and uh, made it a additional room. Okay, yeah, that was one of the things for the city of Boise that they're requiring permits for. Maybe Canyon County doesn't need that. Um, there are there are differences in different uh, jurisdictions in that. Um, well, I guess the reason the reason I'm asking is I don't plan on selling, but someday I'm right. not going to be on this on the green side anymore. And uh, then does uh, the wife get stuck with a mess? Yeah. So, so what, what could happen there? Okay. So you, you know, when it comes time to sell the house, there are disclosure statements that you need to answer. It's, it's part of the transaction and they will say, have, has any work been done on the house without permits? And you could say in 2001, uh, the owners enclosed the back porch you know, and, and just that. Um, and somebody may say, okay, and, and all you're doing is disclosing it. That doesn't mean that, uh, you're implying anything about it other than the fact that you're just letting them know that it was done. Uh, it's just like the disclosure that you say, you know, we had a kitchen fire once and this outside wall burnt down and we had it rebuilt. It's just so the new owners know. Now, if they wanted to pursue it, they may want to have an inspector look at it a little closer, like their home inspector or something, uh, to yeah. see what's well, that, done. That was, that was my next question about a home inspector. Is he going to look at it and go, oh, you can't buy this house? No, the, the home inspector coming up, they're not, they're not, they don't look for that. Um, when they come to visit the house, they're looking at the whole property overall. They're not okay. looking for what was done you know, with permits, without permits. 
they're just looking at things like they're going to test the outlets that you put out there and does the porch light work and is the door you know hung right or something and and does it is it an exterior door or something that might be all that they point out they don't look at cosmetics they don't look at uh, anything like that other than the actual condition at this moment in time of the building components and systems. I don't think you need to worry about it at all. It's It's been too long. Well, good. Well, you just piqued my interest this morning. Love your show, man. Yeah. Hey, thank you, Bob. Thanks for the call. Yeah, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? You know, you could always call and say, you know, I just want to make sure that everything's done right. I'd like, you know, an inspector to come out and look at this. Uh, would you be opening, like, like Bob said, you know, a can of worms? Well, you could be because what happens if he comes out and says, yeah, you know, this wall that you just set down on top of the patio slab that's that's not right you know you were supposed to cut back that patio slab and actually put in a footing and a stem wall and and do all this you know would you want to do that well probably not probably not and i don't think that there's probably a single homeowner that actively does a lot of things to their homes that's listening to the show right now that can say you know yes i did everything according to the 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 permit requirements and i i did all that i think that person is is rare and far between, you know, those, those individuals. So, um, no, I don't, I don't think that, uh, we need to do that. What, what we were talking about there is the way that things should be done. And, uh, of course we know that's not always the way that it, uh, that it is, that it is done. Um, got an email question, somebody wanting to know how to attach something to a stone exterior, uh, on their house. And, as I went through that, I dug out my old notes that I had here from a little while back where we were talking about the different methods of anchoring and attaching things. We all have attachment problems sometimes. We're too attached to some things or detached from others. Well, when it comes to concrete and stonework, uh, you know, attaching one thing to another one of these things, uh, it can get kind of frustrating because, um, you know, if you don't use the right devices in the right way for the right surfaces, then uh, things things don't attach. <laughs> you have a, a varying success level with these things. That's what I've experienced over the years is that I've tried many different things and uh, I definitely found that some work better in some situation than others. Um, so here's some of the different things that you have available to you. Uh, the first one and the most common, probably the oldest, is just a traditionary masonry nail. Uh, these are a hardened nail. They're a hardened steel and come anywhere from, you know, just a half of an inch long up to several inches long. And the principle behind those is that absolute, pure brute force and, you know, hammer violence of action is going to drive them into a masonry surface like a mortar joint between bricks or cinder blocks or something or even concrete so hard and so fast that the concrete will actually move out of the way and let the nail in. That's what actually happens with this. Uh, you can pass the nail through a secondary piece of material, like a pre-drilled piece of metal or a piece of wood, but uh, know that that nails only go into, is going to go into the concrete, you know, about an inch or so, you know, maybe a little more, but not much. Uh, so you need to size the nail accordingly so that the head is going to secure down whatever you're trying to attach to the concrete. And this is a one-way trip. Uh, for example, if you were attaching a 2 by 4 let's say, to a flat concrete wall of your basement or something, 
uh, you'd want a masonry nail that is about two and a quarter to two and a half inches long. Uh, it's also best to use a very heavy hammer for this, not your normal just uh, you know finishing hammer or carpentry hammer. Uh, you better wear eye protection also, and you better hit that nail like you mean it. You don't just tap this in. You and if if you've driven one of these nails in right and ever tried to pull one of them out, you don't do it. You can hit them back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and try to loosen them and snap them off and stuff. But, uh, yeah, once they're put in there the right way, they do not come out. Uh, they'll work on block walls, like we said, like cinder block walls or CMUs. And um, in the mortar joints of bricks, they don't work in tile and they don't work in most stone, uh, only in placed concrete and, and these other surfaces. Now, then the, after this, somebody got the bright idea that if you take a 22 shell, 22 caliber shell or a bigger one, and make a gun for it that has a piston in it rather than a bullet that you could load one of these nails in the end of the barrel. Can you imagine the guy that thought this one up? Uh, put in that shell back there and then pull the trigger and boom, a piston drives that nail into the concrete all in one shot, literally, instead of you having to sit there and you know beat it in there with a hammer. And it worked, and it worked, and the Hilti Corporation was formed, and Ramset, uh, those are the two big names that are pretty much the standard for this. You know, hand me the Hilti gun, and it's kind of gotten generic, like I'm going to go use the weed eater, but um, there are nails with built-on washers. They come in all different lengths. You can control the impact of how hot of a load that you put in because uh, you don't want to overdrive them sometimes or underdrive them. You want them just right, and that's a learned skill picking that stuff out, but big safety is needed when you start uh, messing around with powder actuated fasteners like this. Uh, you do want to clear the area around you. Uh, just imagine if that thing ricocheted out of there and went flying. It's, it's like a bullet. Uh, hearing and eye protection also, leather gloves and uh, you know all that stuff, but they, they do work well. And this equipment can be rented if there's a continuing need. The tools are not all that expensive, but realize when you say, oh, well, here, I can buy this cheap little tool and get this assortment of, of stuff, realize that that tool is probably not the one that you're going to want to make your living with. That's probably project specific. And after that, it's probably not going to be good for a whole lot longer of a time. So after that, if that's not a realistic way, and especially if you ever wanted to take something apart later, like you wanted to bolt something to the wall, but then be able to remove it at some point. Uh, that's where the lead anchors came in. And yes, these were actually made of lead. Uh, it's a shield anchor, a type of thing. It's actually two halves that were cast in a, a mold and they are hooked together and tabbed over so that they stay in one piece. Uh, this is one of the original attachment devices for masonry surfaces, you drill a properly sized but an oversized hole, push this anchor in, and then when you crank in a large like a lag type screw, the anchor actually expands at its bottom end, causing it to conform to the texture and the size of the hole under extreme pressure and creates that clamping power. So your fastener is actually attached to the lead anchor and the lead anchor is actually been pushed into place and forced into the little cavities of the masonry surface around it. Uh, these are very cheap and easy, and you can remove them if you have to. You might have to drill it out, but you could. Uh, just make sure to drill the hole to the right depth for the anchor and 
the fastener that uh, that you are using. And there's different lengths of them for different amount of holding power that you want to do. Uh, the next evolution of this version is the exact same concept, but it has a threaded insert inside of it into the softer outer shell and works similarly, except here you would actually use a threaded bolt rather than a screw, uh, whereby opening the possibility to other types of threaded hardware that could go in there. Uh, bolt heads, eye bolts, J-hooks, all kinds of other things can be used in the same thing. So if you need to anchor the hammock to the side of a, a stone wall, you could do that with this type of thing. Uh, one final one here before we have to take another break is a wedge bolt or a concrete expansion anchor. Uh, these are the ones that I find myself using probably the most of. This anchor combines the threaded end of a bolt with some type of a mechanical method of expansion uh, inside of a pre-drilled hole like we talked about in the concrete. When these go in or are driven in place, the process of tightening the nut and the washer on the end of them causes the wedge that's inside the, uh, the hard surface uh, to push itself out and tighten up even more. The more you tighten, the more they tighten. Uh, these are best used whenever uh, they're being attached to, you know, to something that needs to be removed at some point in the future, but it's going to leave the stud sticking out of uh, the surface that you've done this. Uh, one popular version has a hole drilled through the center of this, uh, this bolt's shaft, and it has what looks like a nail that's been inserted down in it, except the last like one inch of the nail is sticking up. So as you put this in there, you spin the nut down on the washer, get it placed to the depth that you want, and then take a hammer and whap, you hit that nail in the end of it, and it blows the fastener apart down at the bottom, creating that expansion and forcing it into place. Then you can spin the nut and the washer off, put whatever you want on there and tighten it back down once you know it's secure. Uh, yeah, those pin anchors, they're one of my favorites. They're quick and they're easy and they're cheap. They're, they're not very heavy duty. This one is uh, this one's a, a version of what I just talked about, except this one is definitely a one-way trip. This has like a little mushroom type head on it. They're made out of plastic. They're made out of a soft metal material. They've got that nail sticking out of the end of it. Let's say you need to attach a sign to a block wall, you know, like no parking here and it's out on the side of your, your dumpster fence or something. You drill the holes, you have the anchors, you put them through the sign, you put the anchors into the holes and then you just take a hammer and drive that pin in. It expands the anchor. It just has that little, you know, half round bump mushroom head on the sign and that's it. Uh, you're done. You don't, you don't remove those. These, like we said, these are a one-way trip. Uh, they're inexpensive, but if you ever do have to remove them, you're going to have to grind off that head or drill them out somehow. But uh, they're best used for situations where speed is important and uh, even to a point a little bit more of a cosmetic end result is desired. They're very, they're very discreet uh, when, when they're on there. And also it creates kind of a theft-proof uh, environment also. But uh, yeah, to remove them, you're going to need to get out your, your grinder to do that. Uh, we'll talk about a couple more here and uh, screw anchors. Have you seen those? Have you seen those screws that supposedly you can just screw them into concrete? Yeah, right. We'll talk about that when we come back after these messages from our fine sponsors who make this program possible to us each and every week. And for that, I thank them and I thank you for 
honoring them with uh, your business opportunities with them. We'll be back right after this. Here on The Home Fix Show, I'm Joe Prin. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Your home is your sanctuary, the one place you can always relax, decompress, and chill out. It's where everything should be perfect, including your air. Heating Equipment Company helps you achieve the perfect air you deserve with reliable, groundbreaking, award-winning Lennox products. Lennox home comfort systems are built to last with the newest technology that keeps your air perfect and helps you feel more relaxed and energized. And Heating Equipment Company is offering up to $1,800 in rebates on a new Lennox system or make no payments for six months when you finance a new Lennox system for as little as $132 a month on systems quoted during the rebate program dates. That's right, we're making it easier than ever to achieve perfect air in your home. To learn more, call Heating Equipment Company at 208-459-2212 today or visit us online at heatingequipmentcompany.com. For great products, big savings, and perfect air, think Heating Equipment Company, your local Linux dealer. Terms and conditions apply. See dealer for details. We like the look and feel of our new granite and solid surface countertops, but not many of us know the proper way to take care of them. Sometimes this can result in the need for a repair. When that happens, call the Stone Medics at Cutting Edge Kitchens. The Stone Medics can fix granite and solid surface countertops no matter when they were built or who installed them. The very talented craftspeople at the Stone Medics can fix cracks, chips, stains, and scuffs. They can reattach sinks and drill additional holes for your new faucet or accessory. If you're ready for new countertops and want to learn more about granite, large format tile, or other solid surface materials, Cutting Edge Kitchens is here to help. Cutting Edge Kitchens has led with innovation, artistry, and techniques in Idaho for many years. Is your kitchen next? Call Cutting Edge Kitchens and schedule an appointment. Or for repairs, ask for the Stone Medics. Same phone number, 208-344-3404. That's 208-344-3404. Joe Prin here from the Home Fix Radio Show, and right now, many of you are probably thinking about a bathroom remodeling project. You've seen things on TV and in the magazines and on social media, but what really are the best products for you? Well, I would suggest you talk to the professionals at Custom Bath Solutions in Meridian to help guide you through this process. At Custom Bath Showroom in Meridian, you'll see locally manufactured Best Bath and Custom Marble shower products that eliminate the need to scrub grout, clean, and seal like your tile showers. They build showers specifically for you and can remodel your entire bathroom. Custom Bath Solutions offers products that are easy to access for safety and have custom options like a river rock floor and tile inlays in the walls. Visit Custom Bath at 480 East Franklin Road in Meridian or call them at 208-888-7561 to schedule a free in-home consultation. For bathroom remodeling, I recommend Custom Bath Solutions. It's amazing to look at the variety of hardwood floors you could have in your house. What, you thought that oak and maple were the only choices? There's more of a selection of species, widths, textures, and finishes now than there ever has been. And Integrity Hardwood Floors can help you get it done. Their years of experience has taught them what works and what doesn't. Integrity Hardwood Floors is a bonus certified craftsman with specialty tools and factory knowledge of application techniques and cleaning methods. Known for their complete and total customer satisfaction, Integrity Hardwood Floors can help you select your new floor and install it for you. Schedule a visit virtually or in person with Carl at Integrity Hardwood Floors. 
Learn what your choices are and which floor will be right for your lifestyle and your budget. Call 208-724-9445. Online at IntegrityHardwoodFloor.com. 208-724-9445. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. I'll finish up with this real quick, and then we need to talk with Roy. Uh, the last type of an anchor that I'm familiar with for going into masonry and stone surfaces are these concrete screw anchors. Now, I know these have a place in the attachment world, but I have yet to ever have fantastic and consistent results with them. Not bad results, but just not fantastic results. About seven out of ten of them seem to work for me. And then the other ones either jam off, jam in the hole or break off in the hole and makes me mad and I throw the drill across the driveway or something. And uh, But uh, here's the idea behind these things. You pre-drill a very specific size of hole and uh, and often that drill bit is provided with your fastener so, they, so you do have the right one. And then a screw that is coated with some kind of a one-time use dry lubricant is then turned into the concrete. Uh, This has to be done with a wrench or a powered driver and not just a regular screwdriver. You have to do this quick and just once it starts spinning, you got to go all the way with this thing. Um, I found these hard to use or perhaps it's just operator failure on my end that I'm using them wrong or something, but um, I've tried many, many different types of these things and there's a whole section in the stores on this stuff. You go into the, the home centers and the hardware stores and there's, you know, there's a two foot wide section of these things, everything from little bitty ones up to big old giant half inch bolt type ones. So they have to work, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just never had the, the best of luck with them anyway. So I've, I found a combination of two things here that uh, we'll hit on that after we come back from our phone call here. Let's go to Roy in Boise. Good morning, Roy. Good morning, Joe. Hi. Um, we've had washers and dryers that we've gotten to replace and fix different parts of. Yeah. And I'm admitting that I've failed to ever clean out the filter from the washer's exit um, area. And we're having to do that now. And we got it out. We got all the gunk that stunk really bad out of it. Right. And then when we put it back in... Um, I don't think we've got it seated properly, and now it's it's leaking along the bottom of the front of the washing machine. Now, don't you what hate that when you try? Yeah, I say, don't you hate when you try to make something better and it goes worse? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of today's washing machines do have you know this this extra filter on there. Um, a lot of them are at the front of the washing machine, you know, so you don't have to pull it out to get to it. It's behind some little doorway or hatch or something that you have to, you know, it, it, it's so that you can get at it, but uh, you're right. A lot of people don't know it, that it's there. They think that, you know, the only filter is that one that's on the end of the hose that screws on where your hot and cold water come back in. Um, right. So, so you did that. You found that filter, you took it out, you cleaned it and you put it back and now it's leaking. Yeah, it's leaking. I don't know if it's from that exactly. I imagine it is because that's the only thing that's really changed. Yeah. Um, and it's there's a metal plate underneath it that goes along the front, 
and it seems to be dripping on the left and the right side. And I don't know if that's just because the pump is above it or the water filter. And water's hitting that and draining off the left and the right. Can the punctured something. Will the machine run when that cover plate is not installed, or does it have to be installed for it to run? Um, the cover plate over the filter or underneath the bottom? Under, underneath the bottom to where you can see in there better, or is that what you're describing to me? I think so. We're not exactly sure where it's where it's leaking from. Yeah, yeah. We wanted to find out. Find out. Yeah, we're not exactly sure, so I don't know. What brand um, of a washing machine is this? It's a Samsung. Samsung. Okay. And how old is it? It is probably it's less than 10 years, probably more like five years. Okay. Because I'm, I'm looking here just I was trying to get myself a picture of what what you have. What I see is a kind of a white plastic screw-in plug almost like uh, that uh, it does have an o-ring on the back side mm. of that plug you didn't happen to lose that or tear that or uh, uh, kink it by any well, chance no when we pulled it out um, as I was pulling all the gunk out of this little area and you know trying not to gag and throw up right um, <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I noticed that there seemed to be a little bit of a a sealing lubricant of some sort on it that was being wiped off as I was rinsing it. Okay, that that could so be I'm just what's called plumber. That. Yeah, that's called plumber's grease. Um, okay, uh, that you can buy it in a small little toothpaste tube. Uh, what it does is it it bridges gaps a little bit. It's not made necessarily to seal anything, but it allows things to uh, slide better. When you've got plastic on plastic and you're tightening it up, friction will often hold something back and not allow it to like go all the way into the threads. And that could be exactly what's happening. You think you've got it as tight as it goes, but really it's just bottoming out uh, because of the friction on the threads. You might try pulling all that back out again, washing it off, let it dry, smear some of this uh, plumber's grease. It's not just regular Vaseline. It's uh, something else, but smear a little bit of that on those threads and then try and on the O-ring too. And then put that back okay. in there because you may be that dry O-ring may be folding up or wrinkling a little bit rather than sliding into a nice seat there. I think it could be something as simple as that. Well, let's hope so. Let's try it again. Um, I, 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 I don't want you to make the $80 service call to Cody's Appliance Repair to have them come out and put $5 <laughs> or $0.05 cents worth of uh, plumber's grease on there. I think you should try that first. Exactly. Yeah. All right. We'll Let, do it. Let's Thank see if we can fix this. Much, yeah. Let's see if we can fix this for the three dollars worth of plumber's grease first. Try it and uh, yeah, get that done in the next half hour and let me know how that works for you, there, Chris or, or uh, hey, Roy. Thank you, uh, Chris. You'll be up next, but unfortunately, it'll be right after the news. So uh, do just set the phone down, stay on there. I'll get you up right after this. Wants to talk about fasteners some more. When we come back with more of the home fix, thank you so much for being there and listening and participating today. Everything that you talk about helps somebody else out on the show, and uh, for that we are very grateful. I'm Joe Prin. You are listening to News Talk KBOI. We will be back after the news. This 
is a podcast of The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. Good morning to you and welcome to The Home Fix Show as we enter our final segment for this Saturday morning. We're on from 7.30 until 10.30 each and every Saturday here on KBOI. So uh, we're going to wind down our program here. Let's go to our phone lines and speak with Chris in Boise. Good morning, Chris. Hey, good morning, Joe. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Pretty good. Good to talk to you. Yeah, Enjoy thanks. your show. Thanks for calling in. Um, yeah, I just had, I was listening to you um, talk about those, those screw-in anchors uh, yeah. a little bit ago. Yeah. And, they work for uh, you? <laughs> well, I have, uh, I've had some extensive uh, use with these anchors, and it mm. took me a while to to get them figured out. And so I may have some insight that may help. Yeah, um, please do. Cause I, I think I've done just enough of them to be dangerous with them. <laughs> sure. So, I mean, number one, you have to make sure that uh, you drill deep enough. Um, I always leave a little bit, a little bit extra, you know, almost an inch, half inch deeper if you can. Mm. Um, and that's to relieve the hydraulic pressure. Um, that anchor fits in that hole very snug. Oh. And uh, if you, if you don't have enough room for the air to press down, it, it creates a hydraulic, uh, you know, back pressure. Sure, so, sure. That makes uh, sense. Which could also happen, you know, if you have too much concrete dust in the bottom of the hole. So if you can blow the dust out with compressed air or uh, use a vacuum cleaner, you know, yeah. and to clean out that that uh, dust. Um, and then the, the next thing is uh, was the biggest um, impact for me was switching to um, a drill, an impact driver with sufficient power, like a, a half-inch drive. Um, I, and I, I did a lot of the half-inch and three-eighths uh, big anchors for, like, pallet racking and uh, lockers and so forth. Yeah, I used some uh, of those big monsters on, like, uh, those uh, Sunsetter patio uh-huh. shade covers, you know, and tried those. Yeah, there and, you go. yeah okay, I know what you mean, yes. So, yeah, you, you switch up from the, you know, everybody has the 18-volt the or the 20-volt uh, impact drivers that are, you know, just the regular 3-H drive. Right, um, right. But you, you, you step up to a little bit more power to a bigger drill. Even and, like a 15-amp uh, electric hammer drill. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Something with some sufficient power that, that will drive those anchors down in one shot. Um, so they do work. With, I, they, the, I just wasn't. Ratchet, yeah, yeah. Even with a ratchet, sometimes um, you have to have a cheater bar. There's so much pressure on those anchors, those big ones especially. Um, and you ha- you just have to have something with, with, with enough power to drive them. Um, and that, that helped me out quite a bit. But like I said, I struggle with them for uh, – I think I bought the DeWalt brand. Um, the guy talked me into buying them and trying them. And I was so mad at that first box. I you know, <laughs> I burned up, a, burned up a couple of drills Yeah, and, uh, you know, broke my back getting these anchors in and um, – I really stopped and evaluated the situation. And so again, it's one of those things like we talk about all the time. You know, you got to have you got to have the right the right tool. It's the the product exactly. may be fine. We're just not not doing it the right way. Yep, correct. And, and you know that could yeah. be that could be because uh, you know if, if like you say if you're doing a lot of this stuff, you've developed the the right tool with the right torque setting and the speed, mm-hmm. and you've got that confidence of being able to you know just ram that thing in there and you, you know how the fastener is going to perform. And then uh, for mm-hmm. a lot of us that are doing it for the very first time, you're always a little bit afraid of stuff. And, you know, I, I know that like, those are one thing. If you stop them halfway, you're done. <laughs> you, yeah. Yep. If you can get it back out, you got to start over because uh, you, you don't pick up where you left off. 
Right. And they have some of the, have you seen the ones that have the really coarse spiral thread yes. on the outside? Yes, yes. Um, those are those are actually designed to remove. You can actually remove them, but when you if you go to reinstall them or if you go to take another shot at driving them down, you have to make absolute sure that those um, that those those uh, threads that got cut into the concrete they have to line up perfectly with that bolt in the same position that it started in. Oh, and, sure. And then and then run that in by hand a few turns, and it'll go down kind of easy. And then hook the drill to it and drive it down. But if you if you go in and cut new threads, you're you're done too. That hole is is kaput. So you you've obviously done a lot of this. Are you a contractor that this is part of what you do or what do you yeah, do? Yeah, I've done I've done con specialty contracting for 20 years in yeah. the valley here, so yeah, I've done I've done anchoring of any type to anything. So So who who are you? Who is Chris? What company and all that? I mean, give yourself a plug here. Um well, I I'm formerly with uh OEC. Um doing Division 10 specialty contracting. I see. Okay, so at a very yeah. much a commercial level. Uh, yeah, commercial construction. Okay, yep. you're not going to come out and anchor my mantle to my fireplace for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I certainly could. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just hypothetical. I'm always looking for, you know, good people that we can uh, connect with here on the show and, and stuff. But, okay. yeah, Chris, thank you so much for the uh, the info there. Yeah, I guess it, uh, yeah. you know, I, I said that. It could just be operator failure, and you're telling me, yeah, that's probably what it is, Joe. <laughs> it's, a, it's a possibility. Yeah. I'm just giving you some, uh, uh, some other things to check up. Okay, you know? so, so the product yeah. does work well if you're familiar with it and you have a little experience. Yeah, just okay. like anything. Yep. Just like anything. It takes a little practice. So, so true. So yeah. true. All right, Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- thank you very much for taking your time to call back. Thank you. Yep, he's exactly right. Um, the final method for anchoring that I'd bring up here is uh, kind of falls into that thing. What was it, DuPont or somebody used that phrase, you know, better living through chemistry? Well, uh, Simpson Strong Tie, which is a company and many others, uh, Simpson makes all, not all, they make a line of the metal bracketry and joist hangers and post bases and all of the uh, construction mandated, you know, hurricane ties and liftoffs for foundations and all of that. They make all of that stuff, all those metals that are in all those stamped out patterns and everything that help hold our homes to the foundations and keep them from falling over and blowing away and all that kind of stuff. Well, anyway, Simpson also and has been offering, along with some others, an epoxy type of anchoring cement that when this is injected into a pre-drilled hole, the fastener is then inserted in through this. And of course, yeah, maybe some will squish out, but uh, you know, like Chris was saying, once you get good at this, you learn to put the right amount in the hole and then the fastener displaces it right up to the collar of the hole and then it dries. And some of these adhesives can dry very fast. Some of them take longer than others, but once that has been done, uh, some of those can be just as strong and secure as some of these other methods, especially when it's something that's maybe just under a shear situation rather than a pullout or a a lateral pull situation. Um, This epoxy is not inexpensive. Um, a, A tube of this material with the special nozzle on the end that mixes it as it comes out and everything. Uh, It can be as much as $25 a tube. And this is one of those, you know, you better use it uh, or you're going to lose it because it is 
somewhat perishable. You know, most of the contractors, they'll be using it, you know, once a week, once every couple of days or something like that. So they're, they're fine with it. It doesn't go bad. But if you're, if you haven't used yours since, you know, February of last year, it's probably not going to be good sitting out there in your garage. Um, what is good here is that it is somewhat forgiving and you can glue almost anything <laughs> into one of these holes, including a piece of rebar if you needed it, uh, some threaded rod, uh, bolts, uh, all kinds of different things. Anything you can pretty much you know, stuff in there, you can glue in with this adhesive to anchor it uh, to, to masonry surfaces. Uh, so it does have some very good applications for it. But uh, what you want to do there is definitely make sure everything's drilled, the holes are blown out like they talk about there. Some of them even tell you to uh, wash it out with like a squirt bottle and, and clean it out and then let it dry. Uh, something, uh, I think some of the urethane-based ones actually want the moisture in there. But uh, either way, you might explore some of the adhesives as a way rather than so metal mechanical of anchoring your your materials to the stone and masonry surfaces. All right, we'll be back. Final break right now. Yep, uh, your pain and suffering is almost over, and so is the Home Fix Show. We'll be back right after these messages from our sponsors. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Beautiful tile and stone services need to be maintained and Permatreat is here to make this easier. It's time to discover what select home builders and informed consumers now know. That Permatreat means seal it now and seal it forever. There is a way to avoid all that scrubbing, scraping and nasty chemicals of trying to keep your grout lines clean and Permatreat will introduce you to it. 208-895-0000 How's that for a cool phone number? 208 208- 895-0000. Imagine how good your shower could look again, or those kitchen counters. Permatreat starts with a thorough deep cleaning. They can also repair any chipped or missing grout. Then comes the Permatreat sealant, the last sealant you will ever need. Permatreat also seals masonry and stone surfaces, backsplashes, patios, driveways, and sidewalks and tinted or stained concrete. If you want to seal it and keep it stain free and looking good, call Permatreat now to set up your free quote. Do you remember the number? 208 895 0000 for Permatreat 208-895-0000 Perhaps now more than ever if you're looking to buy your next home a visit with Terry Hefner and his team of mortgage professionals is critical market forces that used to change week to week are now changing hourly you need information quick and it needs to be accurate the Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage will work hard for you. Their goal is to create a positive loan experience and help you make the most informed decisions you can. Terry is a native Idahoan and has been assisting clients for over 30 years. The Hefner Group also helps first-time homebuyers achieve their dreams of home ownership. There's a lot of confusing information out there, so let Terry Hefner and his team of professionals help you with your mortgage. Call 208 599 8500 or visit terryhefner.com 208-599-8500 Terry Hefner NMLS 95796 
Company, NMLS 3274. Guild Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Your home is your sanctuary, the one place you can always relax, decompress, and chill out. It's where everything should be perfect, including your air. Heating Equipment Company helps you achieve the perfect air you deserve with reliable, groundbreaking, award-winning Lennox products. Lennox Home Comfort Systems are built to last with the newest technology that keeps your air perfect and helps you feel more relaxed and energized. And Heating Equipment Company is offering up to $1,800 in rebates on a new Lennox system or make no payments for six months when you finance a new Lennox system for as little as $132 a month on systems quoted during the rebate program dates. That's right, we're making it easier than ever to achieve perfect air in your home. To learn more, call Heating Equipment Company at 208-459-2212 today or visit us online at heatingequipmentcompany.com. For great products, big savings, and perfect air, think Heating Equipment Company, your local Linux dealer. Terms and conditions apply. See dealer for details. If you hear anything you'd like to revisit, check out the Home Fix podcast on the 670KBOI app. First, download the 670KBOI app from the App Store for free. Then, click podcasts. Then, click on the Home Fix show. Now back to Joe Prim. This is the Home Fix show on News Talk KBOI. So a while back, um, I had the pleasure to lead a class at one time that I titled One Dollar. In this class, I brought forward the power that we as consumers have in each dollar we spend. When you go down to the lumberyard or the hardware store or you're hiring a contractor or whatever, every dollar that you spend has power behind it. Um, I thought about this as we continue to move through this pandemic that we are in. I think a lot of people are looking at things differently now, including their spending and where they spend it. They look at where they're working and what they get paid, uh, what they buy, where they go, who they talk to, or who they've maybe quit talking to, (laughs) or maybe even which radio programs they listen to or don't listen to. We have had a lot of time on our hands to think about things, and some others have not had any time at all. But um, will any of the things that we are doing now or have been doing, will they stick for the long term in our our personal culture, or are they just temporary? Um, So I look at every dollar that we spend as a vote. It is a statement of approval in one form that if you go into a store or you're face-to-face with somebody, maybe it's your server at, you know, Wild West or or anywhere or something, and you give them a dollar, you are essentially telling them that what they are doing you agree with. You are supporting them, uh, everything that they do, uh, because you don't know how they're going to use that dollar. Um, There is no interpretation with this. It's not like your $10 purchase down at the Ace Hardware store is going to be divided up to where $8 of that $10 you approve of and $2 you don't, but the overall eight you're okay with. Uh, You can't do that. Uh, In one way, all $10 of your purchase, it's either 100% good for you, or uh, if you choose not to purchase that and go somewhere else, then zero of it 
was good for you. So if you take that to the absurd, let's say, if that's not absurd enough for you, if you go into some fast food place today and you buy lunch uh, for yourself or your family, you are telling that store owner, you're telling that franchise, that company, the investors of that company that you agree with how they treat their employees uh, you agree with where they buy their meat, their vegetables, their ingredients, and you agree with uh, what they do with the profits that they earn off of you. Now, that's assuming that you may know what they do with that stuff. Uh, you may not know any of those facts, uh, but you are supporting them so that they can support others. So do you like what they are doing? Wouldn't that be interesting if we were able to trace every dollar that we spend anywhere or donate even anywhere uh, or give to anywhere or support, wouldn't it be interesting to follow that through and see what it actually really does support? I know that sounds drastic, but if you were buying some furniture, let's say from your neighbor and you know, you knew absolutely 100% that they were going to take that money and go spend it on illegal drugs would you complete that transaction? You know, are you are you sacrificing your values enough uh, that you say, you know, I don't care. I just want that couch or something. Um, well, that's up to you, I guess. At one level, it's the same thing as, as buying that lunch. You're giving somebody money in exchange for something and they're taking it to uh, to fuel their agenda or their needs. Do you support what they're doing? Therefore, we also understand that we cannot know everything behind the scenes. There, there's no way to do that. Or, or can we? Or can we? I don't know. I guess it depends how much you want to investigate uh, what you're doing and how firm you are in some of your beliefs. If you found out something about a company, how would this change your relationship with them? Would you be willing to stop doing business with them? We also have to be careful of the non-truths that are out there. Um, you can usually find both sides of any position quite easily. How do you know that the information that you're getting is real? Have you looked into it personally yourself or have you just looked at the cut and paste of others? Um, I think that, uh, you know, I wanted what I wanted people to take away from this, this talk that I presented was that, you know, one of the most powerful voices that we have on a day-to-day -day basis is how we speak with our money. It is a great equalizer. A dollar for one person is totally equal to a dollar of another person. It is absolutely pure and equal. So if you don't like what a company does with its profits or how it's behaving right now to its employees or to its suppliers, then maybe you choose not to support them. If you don't like that Richard Branson went into space, I mean, that I've read a bunch of that chatter. Well, then see what companies that uh, provide him with that income and make the choice to stop doing business with them. If you don't like what he's doing, then don't literally fuel what he's doing. Um, when we demand low prices, we know that the upper income levels uh, often don't compromise what they make. Uh, pressure is put on suppliers and the people that are down below them, and it usually comes down to uh, those wages and that. That's one of the hidden costs of the hidden high cost of a low price. We are really seeing that right now as uh, people are having such difficulty finding employees even at 15 and $20 an hour. Just 
just say those words a year ago and and you couldn't imagine it you you just couldn't imagine that uh, when you offer twenty dollars an hour and nobody answers your your wanted ad so what can you do about this well first you should spend some time investigating who you do business with uh, lots of misinformation is circulating out there don't believe everything that you hear ask somebody who is at the source you can find out things that way uh, you can choose to stop do, doing business with some companies. You don't have to be loud about it. You don't have to, uh, you know, just cry it out to the entire world. You can just be resolute in your own and just move on. Uh, you know, silence is not a not a bad way to say something. Uh, you can get vocal in the right places by talking to the managers and the owners. You know, get up the chain. Perhaps the person you're you're talking to is not the one that you uh, you you should be talking to to get some kind of results or correct information. Uh, put it in writing, too. Let companies know how you feel about the things they do, good and bad. Uh, you would be surprised how little feedback like this that they actually receive. And when you see all the stuff online, you don't know if it's some you know angry competitor or a sabotage of some sort that's going on, but you know, a handwritten letter or something is, uh, goes a long way, even just an, you know, an email sometimes does. Uh, if you do point out some problems, perhaps you know of an alternative. Uh, offer that. Offer that. If you don't like something somebody's doing, say, may I suggest this? Because it's very easy for people to point out problems, but uh, unique is the individual that has a realistic solution also. So think about that as you go out today. I'd like you just to consider that. Every dollar that you spend today or tomorrow or whenever, but just in general, every dollar that you spend at a place, you know, think about, I am supporting everything this place does and believes in. Do I like that? Am I okay with that? Or am I just after that low price or that particular price or that particular product? How much are you willing to compromise for your core beliefs? Hmm. Makes me think about it too. Hey, we'll be back next week. Talk more about home improvement and repair. Maybe some of the dollars you spent today. We'll be back. I hope you will too, right here on News Talk KBOI. Renewable Energy Northwest starts the same way all the other PV companies start, with a copy of your power bill. The big difference is this is their starting point. One customer asked them to improve their power costs. The review came up with these solutions. Update the current HVAC system to an energy-efficient 21-sear heat pump system for a 20% savings. Install a solar thermal HVAC solution for heating water and assisting home heating for a 30% energy savings. Insulation improvements for 10 percent more energy savings, identification of inefficient appliances to be retired or replaced for an additional 5% energy savings, and these options resulted in a 65% energy reduction in the home. Now the solar PV needs to only cover the remaining 35%. Renewable Energy Northwest has a solar solution for you. Call 208-577-6537 or look at RenewableEnergyNWLLC.com. This country has been through tough times, just like last year, and like always, our resiliency showed that once again, we can be victorious when we work together. 
During the month of July, we not only celebrate our country's 245th birthday, but for the first time in two years, we can gather with friends and family and enjoy summer the way we want to. It's also a time to remember the brave men and women who fought for this country, putting their lives on the line so that we can enjoy the independence and freedoms we have today. On behalf of Master Plumbing, thank you. 